Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. ...show for myself, Kevin Bone, and Jake Query. It is a beautiful Friday here in Indianapolis. This could be a nice nice uh, opening night for high school football. I'm just thinking Boy, about it's that. gorgeous. On the drive-in. You might actually want, potentially... Uh, maybe another layer tonight, depending on what happens when the sun goes down. We will be at the back nine a little bit later today after our show, uh, right here in downtown. Looking forward to that uh, for our first annual back nine golf outing. Uh, here from 11 a.m. is the start time. I know Jimmy Cook and James Boyd will be there from noon to three, and JMV from three to six. In typical Friday fashion, we'll have Greg Rakestraw and Matt Taylor. Join us as, again, it is our final show together. Some are saying emotional, um, tears of joy, or tears of sadness? Well, tears of sleep. You know, you get that sleep in your eye. Liz, I, 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 they made it pretty clear to us, like, just do the show, right? But, uh, and I'll wait until I say this again at three. I'm not going to say it every hour. But, yes, I am excited to go and work with Jimmy and, you know, obviously Eddie and the different guys who have been mainstays at noon and done a great job. James Boyd, I'm sure, will be in, I think, next week as well. I'm excited for all of that. And notably, I I am excited to get my body back on the rhythm that I have been used to for a long time. But that said... You tweet out 6.05 as the alarm. Will you go alarm for the noon show? No. Um, well, I might have to set it for like 10.45 just to be safe. But um, I, I would say that my average fall asleep time is around 2 to 3 a.m. It always has been. It still is. But it... That, all that to be said, and all the flippancy aside and whatever else, yes, it goes without saying, you two guys welcomed me in when we started this show in what I'm sure was not necessarily comfortable. I mean, you didn't pick me as a co-worker. Uh, you were told I was going to be your co-worker, and you guys had already kind of established with each other some working, and so you brought me in, you allowed me to mesh in, and we have indeed had... Uh, really a lot of fun. It's not been, it's not like we've done 20 years together. So it's not like, you know, this is different than, than big time shows, but, um, it is funny. I mean, you know, three hours a morning for almost two years, you get to know each other pretty well. Right. Um, I don't know why Mark doesn't eat cereal anymore. I find that peculiar. Kevin, you do appear to be more showered on a regular basis, as do I. In the morning, maybe we just kind of got used to, respectively, in our separate places. Boy, I can't tell you last time I've times. showered before a show. Really? Yeah. I guess you do wear a hat a lot. I would only shower on the days I was teaching in Bloomington. Maybe that's what it was, yeah. But anyway, it has been fun, um, and... I will definitely miss being with the two of you. I look forward to hearing you with Andy, who I talked to for a great deal yesterday, and I think you'll have fun with him, and I think it'll be a fun listen, and I look forward to hearing the, the first 20 minutes or so of the show before I go to bed. So, there you go. <laughs> before you go to bed? Yeah, sure. Mark Dyson said he was up at 4.30 this morning. I know. Yeah. I ran into uh, you know a tummy ache? No, I just got up. Show prep. 
Yeah. <laughs> I ran good. into Ashley and the girls last night at Grand Park. Mark, that was great to see all of them. They looked oh like they God. had a splendid time. And Colt, I would say primarily Colt City for the girls, not a whole lot of let's analyze Justin Fields. No, correct? I think you got scared straight from like having a third after you saw that. Right. You're like, is this the gang? I'm like, yeah. You want one? You want to hold on to one? Yeah, I don't think Rosie's awake right now, but uh, Maddie and I have decided if the third's going to be Rosie, we might hold off. If the third's going to be Max, though, I think we're good okay. with having a third. Yeah, take that risk. Roll those dice, Kev. Is, is that how it works? By the way, do yeah. they get along? Sure. I mean, Mark Mark is at more of the ages that there's probably a little bit more of a back and forth. Uh, Rosie will certainly struggle with sharing, though, once Max becomes of age to demand some things. Okay. Oh, it doesn't go away. They never share. Yeah, sharing is caring. Mm-hmm. And they don't they don't care, I guess, because they don't share. Yeah, uh, last night there wasn't a lot of sharing or caring, I would say, at Colts practice. It was uh, a lot of scuffles. You want to call them fights? I guess you could call them fights. I don't think anything ever got to the point where it was like full-out melee. But in typical joint session two practices, you had a lot of guys that uh, extended things past the whistle. And I think at one point, Shane Steichen actually kicked Farrell Brown, Colts tied in out of practice. Really? I was just like, yeah, dude, you're gone. Now, Do you think that helps him to make the team or hurts him to make the team? I've always heard people say that, um, you know, like if you go to the senior bowl practices, those scouts there want to see something crazy, so they're like getting a fight because then they'll say you have an edge and that's what we need on our football team. I think there is some understanding at this point that it's going to happen, right? I mean, there's just so much tension and and drama and and just kind of overall fatigue, right, that that goes into, at this point in camp, that nerves are always going to be – nerves is probably the wrong word – that just overall anxieties slash impatience, that's probably a better word, that's going to come into play. But was it good yesterday? Um, I don't know. It was, it was. I thought it was kind of sloppy. Mark, feel free to chime in. I the Colts right now offensively, they're really struggling with penalties, and yeah. I know that sounds like such an elementary thing, but um, I think there were three completions Anthony Richardson had last night that were called back due to ineligible men downfield. And again, I, I almost am like, gosh, we're getting way too deep into the weeds of it. But it did kind of hit me like. And this would be a better question for Joe Wrights. I would think the offensive line for the Colts, they aren't really used to running this type of offense with all these run pass options, all these zone reads. Probably the younger guys that come from the college game are more used to it than some of the veteran guys. And Shane Sykin, at one point, he just looked exhausted of like, are you kidding me? Another ineligible man downfield. So uh, that kind of defined the night, I thought, for Richardson in the starting offense. Um, Justin Fields, I know, had a really good 7-on-7 session, but Mark, I didn't think like the Bears were that explosive once mm-hmm. they got into the into the full field offense. Probably the things to note from last night, Shaquille Leonard did miss his first practice of camp. He was out there watching practice. I guess that's something we have to note right now. And he got banged up on Wednesday. There are a couple of times during the Wednesday practice, I'm like, oh, he's not going back in. And then he did go back in, but he did not participate last night. Um, and then Jake, you know, I've said it now for a couple of weeks, and we'll have Greg Gregstraw join us here in less than an hour. I would think the next Jonathan Taylor update um, comes in about 36 hours when Jim Irsay joins Greg Gregstraw and Rick Venturi in the TV booth tomorrow night in the third quarter. And inevitably, I would hope the Jonathan Taylor subject comes up, and we'll see if the owner's tone has changed at all 
since his we are not trading him, whatever that was. But what are the odds, ago. Kevin? And and I'm going to preface with I think probably high, but what are the odds that Jim Mersey offers the first words about Jonathan Taylor but no update? Like he no comments it? Just you know, I mean, Jonathan's a great player, you know, and and you know, we're not we don't look to trade him, you know. I know that he's got some things, you know, but 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 I think he's a horseshoe guy and and you know, in the end, I think that's, you know, I mean, like Dylan said, you know, it all in the wind balances and, and you know, I, I think he'll, st- you know, we, we look forward to, you know, having him here. <laughs> I need that quartile jersey that guy had the other night. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Ursay was pretty outspoken. I thought a couple weeks ago, to your point, Jake, he could be pretty roundabout um, in getting to whatever the Taylor comments are going to be. But again, we haven't heard from Ursay outside of Ballard talking to SiriusXM earlier this week. We haven't heard from Ballard. So this was kind of always the time that I was like, all right, we'll see if an update occurs. And we'll also see if Anthony Richardson plays. I, I kind of found it odd that Shane Steichen didn't meet the media yesterday after practice. Matt Eberflus did make it very clear Justin Fields will not play uh, tomorrow night. And usually when you have these joint practices and one team decides to rest their starters, the other team typically follows suit. Having said that, I I think Anthony Richardson is quite a unique situation here. I think all the reps, the merrier for him. I would play him, but uh, again, no word yet from the Colts and Shane Steichen did not meet the media last night, so no chance to ask him. I asked him on Wednesday uh, if... Richardson would play on Saturday, and he did not have any update on that just yet. By the way, do you want to know one thing that is inconsistent and different and threw me a complete curveball? Sure. Pardon the pun. Two laps last night. Two. Not just one, two. Now, I could have been mistaken, and somebody else who's been out there can let me know if I was mistaken. I did not see at the State Fair the bowling ball game. Which is my favorite game to do at the State Fair. I did not see that when we were there either. Where 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 was it? It's I didn't see it. It's usually I told you I don't think it's around anymore. Oh, so it wasn't there this year. It's not like we just didn't spot it. Yeah, so did anybody has anybody else seen it? It's a staple though, right, Mark? It's been there. it's always there. I've been there the last couple of years and like obviously I don't seek it out, but I don't recall ever seeing it or seeing anybody playing it or like, oh, it's over there. I didn't we we, we went twice this year and I haven't seen it. It's usually, if you go past the Coliseum, like when you get into the midway, it's usually on that immediate stretch on the right by the basketball hoops. It's like in the middle of that. And I didn't see it, and I'm like, wait, what? We've canceled bowling. (laughs) That's right. And there's no greater joy at the Indiana State Fair than, you know that game Blizzard? Sometimes it's known as like Alpine something. It's just, it's it goes in a circle, but it comes down the hill, and it you sit in a little car and it just goes around and always plays like hard rock music. Okay. Yeah, I can I can I can picture Sitting that. Sitting and watching people as it comes down the hill around the corner. Shannon and I sit there and watch it and literally guffaw like we laugh so hard at people's faces. <laughs> I actually might have shot some video. It's the best. I love the fair. Yeah, perfect. So this is the last weekend, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh fair ends on Saturday. I got there last night and had a grilled cheese. Regent Brian, by the way, is screaming his truck <laughs> down the interstate that I wasn't at the Colts practice. But um, 
I was about to say, what, what were you supposed to be watching last night? Marlins and, you know. Colts practice. Uh, sure. So we, we did the lap. I got a grilled cheese. We did a lap and an Iricorn. Had to get an Iricorn. And a lot of the animals were gone. Um, hopefully, they simply went back home. And That's what they'll tell you, at least. Yeah, they're all back in a farm. Mm-hmm. Things are going well. Jeez, Mark. Well, I'm just saying. But it downpoured. Like, all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of drizzling. Like, let's get in line and get a shake. We must have missed all that rain, And I mean, it, well, it was only like 10 minutes, but it had to have been, I mean, it was a downpour. And then a rainbow, so then everybody went crazy because there was a rainbow. But there were huge puddles, and like crossing the street to get out of there was a bit of a curveball, but it was fun. I love the fair. Hope everybody's able to go that has not been able to go the last couple of days. Tonight, absolutely beautiful before it heats up again here the rest of this weekend and certainly next week yeah mark i mean there were moments last time mark i I looked up the sky i'm like wow it's about to unleash here yeah we were driving in and i'm like because we i i got the two of the girls down for a nap yesterday and i took a nap myself and i woke up like whoa it is coming down and within like 10 minutes it stopped but then when we were driving to westfield it's like is it gonna pour again because it looks like it's going to now i couldn't imagine that would have been a disaster for had that, had all those people been like, actually, it's down to 750 that can get indoors. That is the last thing that, that, awful. that they wanted to have happen. So that is a closed book on the Colts 2023 training camp. Again, 13 practices at Grand Park. They will take on the Bears tomorrow night at 7 o'clock inside of Lucas Oil Stadium. Next week, they head to Philly on Monday for a joint practice that will take place on Tuesday. And then their final preseason game, we'll be recapping a week from right now, uh, again, that game is on Amazon Prime coming up Thursday night. Speaking of Prime, uh, Jake, any surprises on the Pacers' schedule release or any thoughts on that? No, um, and I appreciate everybody who already has submitted their request for days they want to go to a game. <laughs> uh, I'd like to go to the Warriors or who, the who Lakers. Do they, okay, allow me, Mark, if I may. On the Pacers schedule. Uh, only one primetime game. I guess some people might have been surprised by that, but I think we're a year away from the Pacers being completely on the radar and people then saying, like, wow, they got some good young players. Um, so does NBA TV not count as primetime? I think it counts as, like, a national game, but, like, not a lot of people get NBA TV either. So Right. I was always curious about that. They have five on NBA TV, just one on TNT or ESPN. That's a Celtics game. And I think if it's NBA TV, it's still blacked out locally. Really? I believe that's the case. I could be wrong, but I think that's happened in the past where, oh, and then like, nope, this it's actually a replay of like the 1976 Lakers-Celtics game. Yeah, and Jake, to your point, I know Pacers fans love to whine about, you know, the lack of lack of respect and, and all of that. We deserve more primetime games. You haven't won a playoff game in five years. You haven't won a playoff series in nine years. Yeah, I mean, and they have good young players, but... Sure, but I mean... People are still you loving those good young players. When do you have the schedule in front of you? Mark? Yes, I do. Wait, would okay, you like? uh, I've had several requests for April fifth. Okay, April fifth. What do we got here? Oh, well, that's a random Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay, mm. that might big Chet Holmgren fans. I guess yeah, yeah that may be okay. And then November sixth, I had like five people mm. immediately that were like, Webinyama. need tickets yeah, that November sixth." That is, yep. Yeah, the, the, I would say a couple of disappointing things for the appointment games at GameBridge Fieldhouse. That Spurs game on November 6th, the Spurs do play the day before. 
I think you're always afraid of the old back-to-backs and whether guys will play on the second night of those back-to-backs. So Victor Webanyama and the Spurs will play Sunday afternoon and then come here for a game on Monday nights. The Warriors fall on a back-to-back. They are in Philly the night before play the Pacers on February 8th. I guess, I mean, that's got to be the hottest ticket of the year, right? Steph Curry plus Trace Jackson Davis? I would think. Way up, because you only get them, you know, it's not like they're playing for Detroit and you get them several times, right? That's it. Yeah, you yeah. get them one time. Uh, the Lakers do not have a back-to-back. So if you're in the LeBron camp or I guess even the Jalen hood Shafino camp, uh, no back-to-back on that one. One thing I found interesting, Jake, and we've done this before, you know, how many uh, of all the kids on the Carmel Pups who owns the most jersey of a certain NBA player? Steph Curry, I think, was the overwhelming number one guess. And this was before all of the off-the-court antics. I was going to throw Ja Morant, number two, on that list. Very high on the list, for sure. How about Ja Morant and the Grizzlies come here? And if I if I added this up right, I believe it's game 26 of the Grizzlies season. You know what season. that means? That maybe it's 27 if I do my math again. Ja Morant suspended for the first 25 games of the season. Yeah, that's... Um... That would be probably a pretty big ticket. It's going to be anyway, but I don't know, though. His, probably his, a few more IMPD officers over I was the game, say. I, I would say, on that as well. You know, Memphis has some really good young players. And I'll, some other Indiana guys. I mean, Jared that, Jackson and yeah, obviously I mean, Desmond Bain. You would think the town of Richmond would bring some people there. Um, Jake LaRavia, right, from LC? Yeah. I mean, the Grizzlies have a nice team for sure. No New Year's Eve matinee game. That had kind of been a staple. Like the 3 o'clock tip on the 31st? Yeah, that's kind of a bummer, right? And, and, you know, like I said, we talked about it yesterday. When I was a kid, or I say kid, I'm in high school, young young person, high school, college age, they they almost always played on Thanksgiving night, which was kind of fun. You know, you get done with dinner, you know, by 8 o'clock or something. It's like, all right, we're going to head downtown and... And then the next night, come back and see the chair being put out and the Christmas lights up. And the chair, we, you don't see it getting put out. It mis- magically shows up. It's the magic of Christmas. Oh, boy. Jeez. It's true. Hopefully no kids are No, it's there. true. You get the in Black the Friday already. Pistons in-season tournament game, though. Right, and that's the staple lighting of the tree yeah. night. That's the 8 o'clock yeah. tip that we've grown accustomed to. I don't understand the tournament thing. Um, like it is a heavy home schedule early on. The Pacers will open up at home. It's the seventh time in eight years that they've started the season at home. It'll be the Wizards uh, on October 25th. So it is a later start to the NBA schedule this season. I think it's about a week later. Uh, and then the Pacers will play seven of their first nine games at home. Are the Colts home on New Year's Eve? Uh, I think the Colts do play on New Year's Eve. Would that be part of the reasoning why the Pacers do not? Oh, I guess that could be part of it, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like the Colts play the Raiders for some reason. Yeah, Colts, Raiders. What New time's that? New Year's, one o'clock. But I always feel like the Pacers play on the same days as Colts games. Does Does the city of Indianapolis host any NCAA tournament games? I think they're back in that rotation. Because that that also... I remember Danny Lopez telling me that they, every, every number of years, whatever, they their schedule can get very home front-sided because, excuse me, very road front-sided sometimes because they go, no, home, home front-sided, my apologies, because they have to to plan for some road 
games in March in case they are hosting either Don't Big Ten tournament or NCAA too? tournament. Uh, Disney on Ice. Disney on Ice. Uh, that's well, the Jonathan Taylor situation. Well, yeah, Dayton, Brooklyn, Charlotte, cool. Indianapolis, Omaha, Pittsburgh, and Salt Lake City are all hosting 2024 NCAA tournament games. And then obviously of All-Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. So the Pacers will have four straight road games leading in to All-Star Weekend. And Jake, to your point about March, they've got a little bit of a Western trip to start the month of March, and then they've got one a couple weeks later. So uh, their longest road trip of the year actually is kind of the middle of January. That is a six-game road trip, Atlanta, Denver, Utah, Sacramento, Portland, and Frank Vogel's Phoenix Suns. Uh, Somebody asked me this question, Kevin. You'd be able to answer it. When it comes to the joint practices like the Colts and Bears just did, is that put together by the franchises or the league? Franchises. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Eberflus is open to doing it again, too, next year and going forward. Yeah. Reg- Regent Brian, fitting ending that Jake was at the fair while everyone else was at Colts practice. That's right. How and dare I'll, you enjoy your free hey, time, I'll Brian? Be, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be totally honest. After about the third fight, I was like, get me to the fair. Oh, you were excited that practice ended early yeah, I, literally, I literally said to Mark, we just need one more melee, and then we, they can blow the horn, and this will all be over. We thought we were leaving early, and I turned around, and you're walking towards the media center. And it like, did end early. Over. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it did end early. Um, yeah, Jake, it, it's via the franchises. And obviously, when you look at the Colts this year, the Bears this week, Philly next week, that matches up with your preseason schedule. But I think there are some teams that don't necessarily do it just based off who you play in the preseason. I think logistically that works out nice. Um, But yeah, I mean, next week the Colts are going to spend, what, four nights in Philly? Three nights in Philly? I guess the Chicago Bears have just spent, when they add it all up, it'll be what, Mark? Four nights or five nights in Carmel? Yeah, four or five. Is there enough to do to spend four nights in Philly? Oh, yeah, of course. You got the Art Museum, which is fabulous, right? I was talking to some Bears people last night. They're like, yeah, we've done the Midtown thing in Carmel a couple nights. I go, well, if you walk around the roundabouts, that can be entertaining. <laughs> yeah, if you came, you did Midtown. You, It's very easy to get turned around. All of a sudden, you're like, you're, you, you go by your third roundabout, and you think you're heading northeast, and the next thing you know, you're in Savannah. It's like, what's going on here? You catch um, a Phillies game next week. You could, go, you could go Art Museum. You, you got to climb the step or, you know, run the steps and then do the Rocky statue, right? The Liberty Bell. Liberty Bell. At the Liberty Bell. We were late to the Liberty Bell a few years ago. How do you? How are you late to the Liberty Bell? Closes at, I think it was oh, at 5 on still Friday. still see it, though. You can just be outside. Oh, the Phillies are home next week. There you go. Oh, I got a 405 uh, first pitch on Wednesday. You can Perfect. go through the parking lot next to Michael Lorenzen's the pitching. stadium, and you I can see where the plates are from Veteran Stadium, mm-hmm. or like where the bases are in the parking lot. That's fun. See which cheesesteak is better. But done that. Yep. Is it, Gino, is it Gino's and Pat's? Yeah. There's the one that, I, when I went there, the one that we had was underneath an overpass, and people were like, ah, for the natives, it's the best one, and it was really good. What accent really, was really that? Good. Huh? <laughs> what accent was that? Thing. Like uh, part kind of, Irish and part natives. You know, it's like the best one. I don't know how Philly accent goes. Uh, <laughs> Not we, your strongest. You can go over to Wilmington and buy something without sales tax. Delaware? Yeah. No sales tax in Delaware. How, how close is that? Like from Indy to Carmel. Really? Yeah. You cross over the, is it the Pennsylvania River that goes mm-hmm. through? You cross over that and you're in Delaware. Washington crossed a river, That's right? right in you Delaware can only do it in time. the ice, though, if you're Washington. You can help the Philadelphia Police Department and grease the poles early. That's good. <laughs> yep. yeah, that's that. correct, yeah. That's that's a good call. Yeah. I don't know. I like Philly. Philly's a cool town. Who are your Panthers got tonight, Jake? Are you uh, MC in the game or anything? You know Hail, what? Hail? 
and I apologize. Brian's going to be really mad at me. Uh, I was supposed to go to the schedule unveiling, but I, it, unfortunately that night I went with my family to a birthday dinner. So I'm not sure who they have tonight. Let me look. <laughs> <laughs> is that a there panther? That's our buddy oh, Ken, Ken Woodley doing his... Um, I think Cathedral plays over at Lucas Oil. I think they're part of that Horseshoe Classic. They do a couple of games there. I got to double check that. I thought it was Lafayette Jeff. Yeah, Lafayette Jeff and Cathedral at six. Here we go, baby. Noblesville and Mount Vernon. The... Uh, my chipmunk's on a smoke break, so stand by. Uh, they have it updated to the 2021 schedule. Oh, so, boy. Yeah. Oh. That, that, well, that's probably indicative of how the football program has been here. As yeah, no, no question. Uh, Greg Rakestraw joins us at 8. Him and Rick Venturi on the call tomorrow night. Again, I would think the third quarter. So, appointment viewing with the big guy, Coach Jim Ursay, in the booth for that one. Matt Taylor, of course, on the radio call. Uh, you said 9.30 for him, Mark, a little bit later today? Yeah, he had, I was talking to him yesterday. He had some TV duties he has to do. The Colts have their kickoff luncheon today, so don't know if that impacts his schedule, his schedule at all. But we'll recap what happened last night. And yes, this is it. This is our final show together. But for some reason, we we will be together at the back nine, right? I thought we were over. I thought it was done. I nope. thought we deleted our we, numbers. And well, we, here you'll like this. We block each other on social media. Uh, this from my my friend. I, I told Margaret, that's her daughter, her small daughter. I told Margaret today uh, that this was the last morning that we would hear you on the radio, and she said yes. He starts in the afternoon next week, which is wonderful, mm-hmm. right? Margaret's a yeah. beautiful little girl. She said um, Margaret then asked if we were still going to listen in the morning, and I said yes. We will continue to listen to Kevin and Mark, and she said, "Who's Mark?" Oh, thanks, Margaret. <laughs> Would you like to say hi to Margaret? Margaret, I, I, good morning. She would probably forbid me from saying. <laughs> you want to introduce yourself? Mark, she's a young hello, child. Hello, hello. I am Let's Mark. just hit a I'm break here, here before I'm Mark here. says anything. He's I've been here for a while. <laughs> going to regret. <laughs> here. For those up in the Westfield area looking for... Yeah. Margaret's like five. Some donuts <laughs> or coffee on this Friday morning. Our final quack daddy keyword of the day. It is touchdown. Pretty simple. Touchdown, the final keyword of the day. That's good all weekend long. So $3 off a dozen donuts. Buy one coffee. Get the next one half off. That is Quack Daddy Donuts just north of 161st and Spring Mill as Colts training camp has come to a close. I am Kevin Bowen. He is Jake Query. Mark Dykton, as always. Margaret, I am here. That is Mark I'm, I'm Mark Dykton. I'm here. <laughs> okay. okay. As like always. An ego check. It's 726 in the morning. I've been up since 430. It's our and final show together. Mark about to pace head. around the <laughs> office after hearing that. It is a beautiful Friday. Opening night of high school football here in 2023. Kevin Aquari, 93.5, 107.5. The Morning Checkdown. Omaha! 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 On 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Uh, kind of a quiet day on the diamond yesterday in Major League Baseball, but good news for the Reds and the Cubs. The Brewers absolutely laid an egg. Well, granted, they are playing pretty stiff competition, but they get swept by the Dodgers, so now the Reds and the Cubs are going to enter this weekend just two games back in the NL Central. Mark, uh, free space series, right, for the Cubs? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, they are playing JMV's Royals, uh, but yeah, that would be nice to get. Nice to get. You better take the series. A, a sweep would be fantastic. Uh, the Reds have got the Blue Jays. Cardinals lost 4-2 yesterday. Again, not a lot from a local standpoint. Tigers and Guardians postponed. Indianapolis Indians lose 4-1 to St. Paul. By the way, I have a, a bone to pick with Scotty. I know Scotty Johnson's all-knowing, right? Uh-huh. 
It says here, St. Paul Saints 4, Indianapolis Indians 1. Then underneath it, Scott Scott Johnson, by the way, does a fabulous job of preparing. I'm showing it to the crowd here on the YouTube channel. Uh, Scott does these color-coded, when we come in, scoreboards and things from the night before that is fabulous. Um, it says, Sna- Saints snapped the Indians' three-game losing uh Oh, no. No, I'm sorry. They snapped their own three-game skid. Sorry. My apologies, Scotty. My apologies. Um, I thought I thought he was saying they snapped the Indians' three-game winning streak, and I'm like, the Indians have won four straight. They're serving beer, Mark, at the he back He does have down below. Yeah. Where's that bowling game, game at the streak. fair, Shannon? I don't see it. Listen, listen, guys. Let me tell you something. Holy shit. I'm a little oh, fatigued, okay? I'm a little tired. Holy do you poor know how, baby. Do you know how difficult it is to get... A noon guy up at seven. I mean, this is out of my rhythm. I've been up since four thirty. I don't want to hear it from you today. Fever play tonight. They got Washington seven o'clock back at home. Then they're at Phoenix coming up Sunday at. Why were you up at four thirty? Maybe I was doing my job. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> no, my laptop doesn't pull sounds. I'm like, I guess I just got to come in early and do it. So that's why I was up early. Colts, preseason game number two. And again, it's just three preseason games, the only home game. Our coverage begins at 4 o'clock tomorrow. You can also check out the Jack Daniels stage here, uh, Georgia Street. That tailgate will begin at 4 o'clock. It is free, all ages are welcome as well. Uh, Should be a nice night in Indy for the Colts and the Bears. Again, Matt Eberflus announced yesterday, no Justin Fields. It sounds like a good chunk of Bears starters will not play in this game. Shane Steichen did not meet the media last night after practice, so it remains to be seen what the plan is for Anthony Richardson and the Colts. Are we going conspiracy theory and saying Shane Steichen didn't want to answer that? He was willing to say Anthony Richardson will be the starter this year, but he wasn't willing to share the preseason plan because they want people to show up to the game. Is that I, peak? Is that is that me putting tinfoil hat on? No, I think that's probably a pretty fair assessment, right? We can get more into the old, should Richardson play, should he not debate. Uh, and Mark had, I thought, an interesting thought. Anthony Richardson related from camp last night we can touch on as well. Uh, did I m- miss anything else from the check down? I don't think so. You want to go over that Indians losing streak one more time, Jake? <laughs> Make sure you got it correct this time. Listen, listen, I, I apologize to Scotty. You know, no more does he have to hear these things, well, at least till 1230. Uh, Indians snap a four-game win streak. The Saints snap their own three-game losing streak. I misread it. Brewers have the Rangers this weekend, by the way, so the Reds and Cubs can make some hay. Nothing last night to the Dodgers. North Central opening with number 14 Fishers tonight. And then Tigers, Fishers. I was going to say, that could go both ways. Oh, yeah, we've got a couple high school games to run down. They did a cat fight. New Pal at Westfield, Southport at Roncalli, LC at Tech, Franklin Central and Perry. Fort Wayne Snyder making the trek down to take the way, Warren. By the way, with Raquel Welsh. Burbuff at Chittard. (laughs) LC at Tech, I believe. I'm not saying this as I'm I'm like 80% certain this is correct. Tech not playing any home games. I think they're playing at either Arlington. Really? They have honestly. They had a sinkhole. There was some sort of an infrastructure issue with their stadium. I always I, like their stadium, kind of back in the it's trees. Totally cool, bit. yeah. But I think they had a sinkhole problem as well. So Tech not playing games at Tech High School. I believe that's correct. Uh, Fort Wayne Carroll at HSC. That's probably the premier matchup in 6A tonight. Again, Greg Rexhaw going to join us in about 20. And that game, by the way, will be on our airwaves. Uh, Fort Wayne Carroll and HSC. Uh, am I seeing Eddie Garrison and Jim Leisure? Is that right, Mark? I, I can't read the board from this far away. 
on the call tonight. Yes. Brendan King still got uh, South Bend Cubs action. Yeah. Uh, so that'll start at 7 o'clock here as we begin our high school football How about football this? Season. This is exciting for Bears fans that were looking for something to do, you said, after they had gone to... Correct. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a semi truck stuck in one of the roundabouts. Oh, perfect. <laughs> right near Carmel High School. Perfect. Yeah. Uh huh. Just visiting the statues there <laughs> around the roundabouts in Carmel. Uh, all right. When we come back on the other side again, Mark had an interesting thought. Anthony Richardson related from last night's joint practice. We'll touch on that. And Greg Gregstraw in about 20. It's our final show. The beer will be flowing at 10.01, certainly for two of us. Uh, you're listening to Kevin and Query, 93.5107.5, The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Previously on Kevin Inquiry. Do you guys remember when the Panthers made the Super Bowl, there was the guy that had the Carolina Panthers song? That guy also did a song about coffee that is equally horrific. The only thing more disgusting than mayo or a song about it would be that jackass singing about coffee. All right, so Mark's got the mayo. Can I see this? Now, you cannot. Oh, my gosh. That jar is massive. Mark, bring that over here. I'd love to just get a little plop right in the old hot Joe here. All right. Again, this is in honor of Will Levis. Could be the Colts draft pick. God, it is a little bit more horrifying than I I thought. Yeah, so you admit that mayonnaise is disgusting, right? Uh, By the way, yes. By the way, this expires one month from today. Okay, Do you think Mark is going to... Go. All right, great. And, and wait a minute, you bought this when? Nice little oh plop my God. there. You see that spoon? Let's see if we can get the plop on the sound effects here. How good are our... That was the most horrific sound known to man. Mine's curdling pretty quick. <laughs> Cheers, gentlemen. <laughs> to potentially Will Levis being oh, the Colts man, quarterback. No. You can't you can't look at it. The NFL draft is tomorrow night. See you on the other side. Get away from me. You're gonna oh, gag. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put some blood in your pencil. Oh hell. I'm not gonna lie. When, when a few of the chunks hit your lips, boy, that is that is a tough scene. You got this, Jake. I I don't think I can do it. Jake, two weeks from today for your graduation, for Boo, for Motman, for Shannon. The longer you wait, the faster it turns. I'd I'd say down the hatch. I thought you were going to puke right there on the board. Oh, my God. You know, I'm going to be honest with you, Mark. Take this uh, crap away from me. There you I, go, I would say the wilder thing is you bought a jar of mayo that size and it expires in one month. <laughs> no. I really, really love mayo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. I love, love, love Like I said, love, we've had some fun times. That not necessarily one of them. Uh, I love the plop sound. How about, how about our man Q? Now... I do have to mention that size, that jar of mayo that Mark uh, bought. <laughs> that was as big as Grover Stewart. It, it, it was. <laughs> it might still be in our fridge over here. I never, I never threw it out. I wonder if they actually easily expired by now. Oh, that by was far. from take a whiff of that. I would say that was in late April. Uh, on a much better <laughs> note, for your sinuses, uh, Jake, go ahead, flash that up on the YouTube. So our man Q, who has been a loyal listener of this program, he and I have had fun together at Pacer Games. Um, he brought us in a 12-pack of 16 racks of PBR. 
We never did get to have the PBR party. I'm not sure exactly what happened there. <laughs> it wasn't um, any of our fault. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I asked everybody forever if they want to come to our PBR party. We could still do a PBR party. It'll just be the combination of two shows. But Q, thank you so much for bringing in PBR. And How about then, that by Q? And check out this nice red bag, Q. I know. He's like, well, wow, gift bag and all. Maddie's birthday's here in a couple of weeks. I got to take this home. Thank you, Q, for that. Q, he was checking up on me yesterday. We had a, a house fire in the South Broadrip area, so thank you, Q, for that as it well. It was yours, right? Uh, it was not. Um, obviously, hope everyone is okay. And Nice little 12-pack of PBR here to get this Friday started. Hell yeah. I was wondering where Mark was going. He was very secretive about that. He told me not to tell you guys. He told me he told me yesterday, he's like, hey, I'm bringing something by. Don't tell anybody. I said, okay, fine. And he texted me at the break, and I said, I'll be right down. Now, uh, Jake, will you be joining us when the Colts play the Titans and putting mayo in our coffee? No. I mean, if you want me to come in early at 9.50, I'll do it with you guys on the air, but unlikely. <laughs> that was... That was, of course, because, and you know, the Will Levis thing was interesting because when, when we did that, it was... I can picture the curdling chunks. You know, the story was out there the about top. Will Levis puts mayonnaise in his coffee, and I think everybody thought he did it regularly, and he later came out and said, no, I mean, I Didn't don't... did he do it when some girl spent the night? I think it was his girlfriend, right? He said he and his girlfriend make coffee, and they were out of... She's like, oh my gosh, we forgot to get cream at the grocery store. And so as a joke, he was like, here, try mayonnaise, see how it is. And then that... That took off as he does it all the time. So we decided to do it. And then I actually did a radio hit with some folks from Nashville about the Titans and mentioned the, you know, Will Levis was in play here and they took off on the Mayo thing also. And they were doing the same thing. Oh, you know, Mayo in the coffee, he's weird. And that became kind of almost like a brand for him, right? Yeah, it really did. That and what, eating the banana with the peel on it? Yeah. Wasn't that the other uh-huh. thing? Mark, I thought you had an interesting thought. And again, obviously as a Bears fan, I say one thing that stands about stands out about watching Justin Fields in person. I mean, he's probably the fastest dude on the field. Like, it is quite impressive watching him take off. But you had a thought related to Anthony Richardson and his running. Because I walk away from training camp and I think to myself, man, the Colts ran a lot of designed, very committed, run-specific plays for Anthony Richardson. And last night in particular, when they did a lot of those red zone drills early on, it's a reminder of what the leg threat can do for you. It is such a great, great thing to have when you get into those confined areas of the field. But again, there's a balance with that. So Mark, just in general, what were you thinking Richardson-related? So yeah, I was standing by you, and I kept saying, I can't figure out if these are designed runs or if he's just rolling out and doing his own running. But regardless, that's going to take a toll in a game if this guy is running like 15, 20 times a game and all that. Because Justin Fields last year, he openly admitted, yeah, I'm winded because I'm running... You know, if you break off a 60-yard run for running back, hey, coach, take me out for a play. For quarterback, you're in there the very next play. Not only do you have to do that, you have to get in the huddle, call the play, call an audible if need be, make sure everyone's in their positions, and then potentially throw a ball downfield. And you're evading some defensive backs and, and whatnot. So the running is a nice thing to have, but if you use it too much, your quarterback is going to be gassed very quickly. And that's what... Field said last year, he's like, yeah, I need to, I need to kind of, you know, not do that so much because 
it is a lot, especially if you take a big hit or something. You got to get right back in the in the huddle and do it all over again. Well, so, the conditioning other thing, be damned. I mean, for Fields, one of the issues that comes in with running is, you know, he occasionally and I mean, I'm stating the obvious here, but he occasionally breaks like long designed run plays where he's, I mean, that dude, yeah, 50, 60 yarders, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's running like ninety yards to get forty. You know yeah. what I mean? Because he's all over the. I mean, his stamina is incredible. I think we're gonna have some gray area with that aspect of Richardson's game. How much he should run, how much he will run, those things. It's going to be such a, oh boy, you obviously love it when it's working well, but when that first injury pops up, everyone's going to go back to Andrew Luck. The other gray area I think we're going to have, Mark, did you see that ball early in practice last night that Richardson threw that went off the hands of Alec Pierce? It was like a slant play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can just hear people screaming at their TVs or from Section 432 inside of Lucas Oil Stadium with the old saying of, if you get your hands on it, you catch it. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to have a lot of gray area this year with balls that some people will say are too hot to handle and others that go with the old saying of, if you get your hands on it, you better catch it. Because Richardson throws that 98-mile-per-hour fastball and again, I think there's just a lot of gray area with that. Of There's been several plays with Pierce and Kylan Granson, I can think of specifically in camp, where they've had to stretch out just a little bit to try and get their hands on it. And it's almost like, in Pierce's case, if he was 5'11", he probably wouldn't even get his hands on the ball. But because he's 6'3", he's able to do it, but yet the ball is humming at him 98 miles per hour, and he can't haul it in. Those two aspects to Richardson, how much he runs, that balance, and then just the velocity on his throws, I think we're going to have a very difficult time on Mondays being like, nope, uh, those are drops, or you know, he's got to throttle it down. Yeah, and obviously 15 to 20 runs, that's being obviously over-exaggerating, but I'm just saying, if he's even if the offensive line is poor and you're running around just to evade some tackles, that's still a lot of running and a lot of energy using and whatnot, but yeah, I mean, we've seen it in practice where he's whipping those balls in there, and it's like, yeah, you'd, you would think a wide receiver could haul those in, but you could also be like breaking some fingers and whatnot with the velocity that you know that's what's funny at. is you always hear this with, with quarterbacks you hear you know the ball just fires out of his hands or you know he just has a lot of velocity uh, an immediate pop and you're like hey, come on i mean isn't every quarterback the same i i will say when you watch him talking about richardson it looks like one of those jugs machines right where the ball is coming out at a th- you are correct kevin like he gets rid of that thing, and it gets where there is zip on that bad boy. And the Jake, that's why I don't think I'm going to sit here on Mondays in season and be like, "Oh, nope, got his hands on it. Should should have caught it." I, I just think Richardson's at a different level, yeah. and he's got to throttle takes, that down, right, a little bit. And finding that, I think, is going to Favre be was like that, right? A tough balance. I mean, receivers used to say with Favre, like what it the took hell is Brett Favre doing here <laughs> that they it, it took him a while to get used to it, right? You think Richardson should play tomorrow? Yes. I, without question, he should play. Similar time frame as what we saw in the first game, the three series, the thirty play, twenty nine plays. I think it was. Yeah, just because just because the Bears are resting their starters, your starter has played thirteen games in college. He needs all the reps he yeah. can get. I, I I side with you on that, Mark. But NFL precedent is more of the other thinking. The NFL precedent is we just did the joint practices. They're not going to play their starters, so we shouldn't play them again. I don't think the Colts should fall into that category to the point you just laid out of. You brought up calling plays, Mark. I know people might laugh at that, but we all watch college football. What do quarterbacks do in college football now? 
offenses look at the sideline, they see a board that has SpongeBob, Beyonce, uh, Trump, and a bag of Doritos mm-hmm. on it. And that's how they infer yep. what the play is supposed to be. Now, there was a great clip of uh, Tua, Tua uh, in a press conference the other day calling a play for the media, then asking the media to repeat it back. That's a whole different animal than how these guys yeah. have to respond to it's the not, college It's game. not like Madden where it says, wide receiver screen. <laughs> yeah. what, would, what would, if, if this, show, route, if this blitz, show was an offense... Bomb. Deep threat. If our show was an offense and, and we had one of those big boards with the four things mm-hmm. on it, what what would it be? Can of PBR. Okay. Uh, a leprechaun, I assume. I mean, may- mayo for sure. Mayo for sure. Duke's mayo. <laughs> Maybe and, a picture of my shirt and me and with the shirt on. Oh yeah, Kim, or, or ET. The ET. Or a pile. <laughs> Who of was the- that, that that did the ET? <laughs> I, know, I would like to perfect. meet him. <laughs> a ki- or I'd a like pi- to shake his hand. Pile that dung that Kevin p- picked okay, up the other day. Crusty, crusty dung. If you want to be uh, a little uh, yeah. bit more descriptive mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. it. This is the fun mm-hmm. you're going to miss, Jake. I've had several people at the Colts, Colts organization thank me for cleaning up the animal dung. You probably saved a, a, a I, quad or something at least. Could have saved a Justin Fields torn ACL. I, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You are welcome on that end. Uh, Greg Gregstraw, he joins us next. It's can we not? Start- can, can, let, let me let me ask something real quick. I, I know Greg's coming up. I know we're supposed to be professional, and they want us to work on timing and meter and all that. But we've got two hours and four minutes left. Can we just go ahead and make an edict right now that in the next 124 minutes, that's the last time we hear the term crusty dung? Uh, can, can, well, I was here in 4.30 in the morning for a reason, so you might not hear yeah. them. And I might, might not be the last time you hear it. I'd say kind of a little bit of a um, like a clay, clay that, tent Mark? to can the you... crusty dung. It's already in the can. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. What? No. It wasn't at all. That, that was the problem. That's a radio term. The start of high school football is tonight for 2023, and Greg Gregstahl will be in the booth tomorrow night when I think we could... Hopefully, maybe, get the next update well, on Jonathan know, I mean, Taylor. Jonathan, we'll touch on that on the other you know, side. He's not going anywhere. Kevin Aquari next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. All right, it is the opening night of the high school football season, so Greg Gregstraw will certainly have duties with that, but he's also going to be on the call tomorrow night inside of Lucas Oil Stadium. It will be the Colts and the Bears, 7 o'clock. I think that is also being taken by NFL Network, so I assume they will take that broadcast crew as well for those out of market. And, Rake, I told you this a few weeks ago, and I think it still holds true to na- uh, right now. Uh, I believe the third quarter, uh, Jim Mercer appearance, is that when I should be looking for my next Jonathan Taylor update? That is correct in terms of the uh, Jim Mercer appearance, in terms of the next Jonathan Taylor update. Only time will tell. Yeah, that could go... <laughs> That could go a lot of ways. Many different directions, right? Mm-hmm. Is that right, Rake, NFL Network? Uh, will they be taking your guys' feed? That is correct. So as the home broadcaster, NFL Network takes us. So Fox 59 locally, but NFL Network across the country. You think Richardson plays? I hope he does. Um, I, I, with him being named the starting and number one reps each of the last couple of nights, I could see them sitting him. But I hope the believed and, and correct need in terms of getting him as much game time and experience as possible trumps the, hey, we've already seen these guys the last two days in practice. Let's not play our ones. Uh, Greg, I always ask this. So 
somewhat I'm asking because I'm older and I forget, and somewhat just for our listening audience, you know, you have done preseason games for a number of years now. When you go back and look at it, typically the preseason game that offers the greatest foreshadow as to the realities of the regular season is which? It's changed, to be honest with you. It used to be week number three, without question. You know, when it, when it was four preseason games, you know, for the better part of 40 years, it used to be you didn't get that much out of one. You got a little bit more out of two. Number three was the dress rehearsal. And then number four, uh, as I'll borrow Rick's line, you know, was the employment bowl. You know, this was the last chance for guys to kind of either get that last roster spot or showcase their words for somebody else. Now it has changed because of having one, two, and then three. Uh, even though there's like that two or, in the Colts' case, 17-day gap from the last preseason game to the first regular season game, teams often often kind of do things differently. And because of the joint practice and, and having two of those, there's a chance that you saw the most of the starters on already. Bills. So, Jake, I'm not sure that I've got a, a great answer on that question for you. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, Rake. I, I'm kind of torn on it, too. I also think the Colts are in a bit of a different scenario than so much of the rest of the NFL when you consider the youth that you have at quarterback, a new coaching staff. I know past precedent says, oh, the team you just had joint practices with are sitting their starters, their quarterback's not playing, then you sit your starters. I just don't think it's that easy of a decision like maybe it would have been in years past. Correct, and and you know the ticker that I saw last night when the Bears were will sit will sit select starters, they're going to sit Fields, and I get that completely, but it doesn't mean necessarily they're going to sit everybody. I can make a greater case for the Colts sitting their guys defensively, but I would say that's much more applicable to the guys in the front seven than say it would be the guys in the secondary. Yeah who are simply Great so point. young, a, a little bit different with, you know, guys like Kenny Moore and, and, and Rodney Thomas turning to practice, although he's just, you know, in his second year. So if you want to park Kenny Moore, want to park Shaquille Leonard, you know, I, I, I understand, you know, things of that nature as well. But offensively, I would think, again, Richardson needs the reps, which means everybody of the ones needs to play at least a couple of series. It's Greg Rakestraw again. It'll be him and Rick Venturi along with Lara Overton on the call tomorrow night inside of Lucas Oil Stadium. We'll get some high school football talk here in just a second. Rake, we saw Ashton Doolin get carted off Wednesday at that first joint practice. Torn ACL for him. I think he's the first 53-man roster guy to be lost for the season. Um, So that opens up a roster spot. Is Doolin one of your top 20 players? No. Is he a guy that makes your staff sleep easier at night? I think without question. Um, What do you make of that? And then, I guess, how or who benefits from this loss? Uh, Well, since you put a number on it in terms of of, uh, is he top 20, no. I'd say he's in the top 40. And 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 let me distinguish that. There's obviously 53 on the uh, on the everyday roster, and I really think that between 40 and 45 spots were kind of settled, you know, kind of coming in. I think there's going to be a decent amount of roster churn after the last preseason game, and after the mandatory cut down to 53. I'm the culture me picking guys off the waiver wire, to be honest, in, in terms of some secondary depth in terms of maybe some defensive line depth in terms of especially offensive line depth. I think there's going to be some turnover there. Doolin was going to be the fifth receiver. I think we're going to see, I thought we were going to see Ashton kind of return to more of a special teams role 
than than what he had, you know, last year. Remember, you know, like 2020, 2021, this guy's a, a, a an All Pro slash Pro Bowl level special level special teams player. Kind of played more of an offensive role last year. Didn't see as many special team snaps. So it's a loss for the team in general. I think it's a bigger loss for special teams than it is the wide receiver position. And now I think that fifth receiver position, there's now a roster spot for a Mike Strong. Or if for whatever reason the Colts feel better about an Amari Rogers or a Brashad Perryman, then maybe those guys have the opportunity. But I think the guy that benefits the most is the guy who is one number away from Ashton Doolin. I think it opens up a path for Mike Strawn to make the team for a third consecutive year. But at the same time, he's got to be able to play special teams. And that has always been the question and one of the questions with Mike the last couple of years. Yeah, I was just going to say, doesn't a guy like Amari Rogers, for example... It's a huge question with Strawn. Let me me stress that. Well, with Rogers, you know... When it comes down to it, if you are a guy that can return kicks and or punts, isn't that the final tilt of the scale, so to speak, or the tiebreaker? It it is, but again, the the kick return has been so neutralized in terms of of kickoff returns. Uh, Punt returns a a little bit more. I still think that you've got a Dallas Flowers, an Isaiah McKenzie, even a Josh Downs. I almost think it's, it's, it's Doolin's coverage skills as a gunner that is the toughest thing for the Colts to replicate. Other guys that can be return men, they're not the guy that plays the gunner position as well as Doolin has over the years. Hey, Greg, give me a name from the past that had the single most dominant preseason that you thought for sure secured things that did not make the roster. Uh, Kevin, help me out with the first name. Rayford, the, the, the guy they Caesar. traded for a draft pick. Thank you. Caesar Rayford. Uh, and again, there wasn't a roster spot for him, so the Colts got a draft pick out of him. Um, the guy the, the guy that I remember going off in the preseason, and I, I don't know if he got an, an opening day roster spot or if he got a practice squad spot back then, Drew Haddad. Yeah, that, he's, the, he's the poster child, right? Yeah, he, he, he and obviously the guy that had the most successful, hey, nobody knew this guy, he makes the roster – Edron James gets hurt is Dominique Rhodes yeah. back in 2001. He and Haddad may have been the same year. That may have been both of, of those guys being 2001. So I can I can think of the guys that have actually you know kind of snuck their way into the roster. Probably the guy that had the biggest preseason. That then you know again the roster math you knew he wasn't going to make it would be Caesar Rayford. I think my favorite thing about Dominic Rhodes is that his mother would make cookies. And he would show up at training camp with like, she was like the team mother, like walking around, including to the media. Would you like cookies? I made them last week and Dominic brought them to, and she's like passing out like the team, like Little League, you know what I mean? Orange slices, you name it. Um, Greg Regstra is our guest. thing to do. Totally. Greg Regstra is our guest, Payless Liquors Hotline. You will see and hear him on the call for the Colts preseason games on television, but also high school football weekend, as Kevin had mentioned. Uh, I'm going to ask you, Greg, what what I've heard repeatedly, but I don't know that anybody has concretely confirmed this, so I'm curious if you've heard the same. Tech High School will be playing home games at UND because of a sinkhole on their field. You have heard that or not heard that? I have I have heard that I have I have seen it uh, I have not seen the sinkhole I have seen the field dirt that they have piled up at what would be the west end zone that would be towards downtown. Um, I have heard there also might be a problem with the, with the visiting side bleachers 
because of it, that it's not just the field. So, yes, uh, they're they're going to be playing most of their home games. I think three of their home games are set to play at the University of Indianapolis coming up this year. And then the others would be where? Because I know that, like, Chittard and Cath- – well, Chittard has their own field now, right? But Cathedral still right. uses Arlington, right? Correct. So, so Cathedral has an agreement with Arlington where they basically take care of all the upkeep and maintenance at Arlington. IPS has maintained Broad Ripple High School, including – the football stadium. So I think UND is preference number one. I'm sure there's a conflict with, you know, take we either have four or five home games. Three are going to UND. I believe the other game or two, and I don't have the tech schedule memorized off the top of my head. I think I think that's going to Broad Ripple. Rick, games to watch for tonight. We're going to have on our airwaves, Carroll and HSC. I believe that is a semi-state rematch from last season. Um, I know that's, of course, at the 6A level. But other games of note week one where you do get, I, I think, some interesting matchups. So so the game that the fan has and the game that I have have the exact same thing. So I'm doing Snyder and, and Warren Central. The other game that is the, kind of the, you know, to use the soccer term, the reverse fixture, the indie team going to the Fort Wayne area, is Carmel going to Homestead. And so the bigger picture story is here. The Summit Athletic Conference, most years, not all, with a couple of school closures, but most years had 10 teams. And it has been just a full round robin. They never got outside of their own league. Uh, the Hoosier Crossroads Conference was like that. Now they're in eight teams, and, and so there's you know, some cross-pollination with games against mixed schools, et cetera, in weeks one and weeks two. But the larger schools in Fort Wayne, and rightfully so, were saying, hey, listen, if we want to have a chance to beat the big guys from Indianapolis, we need to play these guys on a regular basis. And so this is the first year of having those non-conference games where the larger Fort Wayne schools can play the schools from Indianapolis and get an idea as to what the postseason path is going to look like for them. So so that's kind of the, the, the first set of games that would be on my radar. Other games to pay attention to across the air. Tard defending 3A champs, favorites again. Burbach should give them an idea as, as to what maybe their postseason path is, is, is going to look like. You've got the doubleheader at Lucas Oil between Cathedral and Lafayette Jeff, then followed up by Mount Vernon and Noblesville. Westfield New Pal also is, is, uh, is tonight as well. Uh, so those are some of the those are some of the heavyweight matchups across Central Indiana tonight. I love that from the Fort Wayne schools, by the way. I think that's yeah. that's a great idea and makes total sense. It's always a question we have. I feel like every November, you know, okay, semi-state matchup is that going to be one of the easier games of the tournament? You know, based off the big schools playing the indie schools leading up to that. So, I think that's a great idea. Okay, of the six classes, Rake, uh, maybe rank them in order of most up in the air to you. 5A would be number one. Um, you know, Valparaiso beat Whiteland in a great state final last year. Uh, Whiteland had a senior-dominated team. Darren Fisher does a great job down there, but they have a lot to replace. I'm not sure if they can get back. Valparaiso, you know, is 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 good more often than not. Uh, if they can get through their Duneland Athletic Conference schedule, perhaps they can make it back. But 5A without having Cathedral in it. And for a couple of years, New Pal had played up in 5A. That has kind of opened up 5A a little bit. The, the division that has, I, I think, the, the greatest potential for someone relatively unknown to be playing for a state championship. I'd put 2A in that level as well, even though you've got schools like Lures and, and Modern Day that reside in 2A. I still think there's a lot of quality teams in 2A, and so there's good competition there. Um, it, one, three, four, and six. 
I kind of have an idea as to what I expect to see. You know, Lutheran has been so good the last couple of years. Even though they have graduation losses, I expect Dave Pash's team to reload again, and maybe they're going to see Adam Central again. In 3A, when Chittard's in 3A, you simply say, hey, Chittard's going to be the favorite in terms of Class 3A. In 4A, I think it's going to be Northwood and East Central because those two schools both have a pair of Division One recruits. East Central returns their starting backfield in terms of Brotherton, and Ringer, uh, that are both like mid-American conference-level players. Northwood has a kid that's committed to Georgia and another one committed to Michigan. The kid, that com- the, the kid that committed to Georgia had left to go to IMG and returned to go back to Northwood. The Michigan commit is Josiah Edmond, who played his first two years at Warren Central. He committed to Purdue, who just recently flipped that to Michigan. So I, I think I have an idea what the 4A final is going to look like. And in 6A... Everybody is chasing Center Grove. Now, it won't be easy in the postseason. Jason West has now got it going at Franklin Central. They nearly knocked off Center Grove in the sectional last year. You've got Warren Central. You've got Ben Davis. That that would all be different steps of the postseason path for Center Grove. It's not easy, but I also felt if there was a year we were going to get Center Grove, it was probably last year, and they still won the state championship. So they have to be considered the favorite in 6A, no doubt about it. Okay, Greg, as I do each and every year, and it will be coming up uh, beginning on Monday, it will be during the noon hour when you and I will talk about this each week. But um, I always pick two schools that I just feel like I'm going to give them some love and give them some attention that maybe other people overlook, right? A couple of yeah. years ago, I, I've, I've used Beach Grove in the past, uh, and they had a good year. I have always kind of had Shelbyville because I lived in Shelbyville when I was a kid. I was big on the Bears last year. I think they won two or three games. Uh, I'm ready to unveil, and I know that, listen, I know you're all dying of curiosity. Uh, I have decided on two schools that I'm going to follow this year, and we're going to give them some love, and occasionally, Greg, I'm going to ask you about their schedule and or how they're doing. Are you ready? I'm ready. Goes without saying, my North Central Panthers, because I am a graduate of North Central. But aside from that, my parents before I was born lived in Rushville, so that's going to be one of my schools. Okay. Yep. I'm on board. I'm all in on Rushville. The other one, I've always liked their color scheme. I've always had just a tremendous respect for the work ethic the kids put in. Um, sometimes when even challenging to come up with schedules, Indiana School for the Deaf. There you go. Those are my two schools. All right, so here's what I will – I have nothing to tell it to say about Rushville, at least in football. Basketball, they got Kerry Brown to go coach there. So they're going to – I mean, I don't know if they're going to have a great record, but they're going to start being good in basketball pretty soon in Rushville. So there's that. The Deaf Hoosiers, obviously that's like the neighborhood school for you and I. So we're both – and we're, we're, I always want to support them uh, at every opportunity. But let me talk about your alma mater. Uh, I'm going to see them a couple of times this year. We have them a couple of times. I think I see them once maybe on ISC. But anyway, um, they made a great hire in Derek Hart, a fantastic hire. It's going to take a couple of years. As you well know, the issue at North Central has often been having kind of a unified youth football system to feed into the high school and have everybody kind of singing from the same hymnal. That's not always been the case at North Central. It's not a lack of talent, not a lack of bodies. It's kind of a lack of a unified system. With Derek there, I think they will get to that in pretty short order. So I'm not sure the results will be there this year, but I do think the future is bright 
for your North Central Panthers. Okay. I'll be right. The the GPA requirements are a little challenging for North Central as well. Uh, but I'm proud of that. I actually support it that way. Yeah, that's the roar of the Panther right there. Yeah. And, and, and as the parent of a future Panther, mm-hmm. as in two years from now, I am certainly hopeful for great success for all things Washington Township. There you go. I love that. Uh, it's a big one tonight. Again, a little Fort Wayne HSC, Fort Wayne Carroll and HSC. Rake will have the call, ISC Sports Network. And then tomorrow, certainly the football entertainment will be there. But that third quarter with Jim Mercer in the booth, we'll see what the big guys got to say to Rick Venturi and Greg Rakestraw. Rake, love our Friday chats during high school football season. Looking forward to them the rest of the fall. Uh, enjoy a somewhat quiet day before the call tonight. Well, first of all, thank you for letting me be a part of the show over its very successful run. This certainly comes across as like an amicable divorce. So it sounds like now mm. I'm having two conversations with you guys going forward. I'm spending time at, at both sets of parents. Is that an accurate statement? Yeah, well, <laughs> let's just say this. Let's talk about the divorce offline, Rake. I don't know who you heard that from. But uh, we would love to continue to have you on at 8 a.m. every Friday. Um, Jake, I I. Jake gets you every other weekend. How That's about right. That? I thought I heard <laughs> you say that you were hoping to have Rake on. on did I hear you say Monday? Or was I imagining things? I'd be willing to have Rake on on Monday, especially after the Colts game, yes. I, you know, I'm not sure what we have planned on Monday. Does that surprise you guys? That, good luck to <laughs> Jimmy and Eddie. 11.45, Rake. He'll be rolling Rake, you in, in on, on Monday, Monday. Giving you a call. So, so uh, basically, the guy in me thinks I'm getting two Thanksgiving dinners and two Christmas dinners. That is right. correct. Like yeah. That's correct. Yeah, hell yeah. That's a good thing, right? You bring your to-go plate from their stop over to mine at noon. <laughs> That's right. I, I would imagine the, the, the Bowen family you know, meal might be a little more well-prepared, even though you know I say that, and I know that Jake is literally hosting a Thanksgiving dinner for years. So. <laughs> Jake's bringing SpaghettiOs and Pop-Tarts. Yeah, I was going to say, you got Pop-Tarts? Come on now. Hey, we've had, we've had a lot of people come to our Thanksgiving dinner, and they've enjoyed it. Thank you very much. As long as Karen's cooking, we're in good shape. That's right. You are correct. Rick, have a great call tonight. See you guys. That's Greg Rakestraw right there on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Speaking of Rushville basketball, did I ever tell you my mom coached Rushville basketball? Seventh grade? Really? It was during the year of the blizzard. She knew nothing about basketball, but they approached her and said, would you like to make some extra money? So she read a book of how her parents lived in California at the time. She read a book on the flight out there for... I think she said Thanksgiving of how to coach basketball. Your mom's like the Ted Lasso of Rushville. <laughs> yeah, that's probably an accurate way to put it. But the, the year of the blizzard, so they only played four games. She really? was very happy about that. Did she, I mean... She claims one of their players went on to win Miss Basketball. I don't know if I've been able to confirm that, though. At Rushville? Okay. Yeah. Hang in there, man. We'll get you. What year would this have been? Well, what year was the blizzard? We had Jennifer Marlowe, who was a, an all-star player for certain. Um, so are your ties Rushville. Rushville or Shelbyville? Well, so my... Excellent question. So my dad was in the steel business. And my dad's first job was with J&L Steel, where they lived in Chicago before I was born. My oldest sister was already born. My middle sister, Megan, was born in Chicago. And then my parents moved very briefly. My dad took a job with Shelby Steel in Shelbyville. But the first house they could find that they really liked was in Rushville, which I mean, I'm assuming is probably 25 minutes, something like that. So they lived in Rushville. My dad actually did a Saturday morning radio show in Rushville introducing Golden Oldies music for a brief while. And then we moved. I was not born yet. My family then moved to Shelbyville, and at that time I was born. So they lived in Rushville just prior to me. We lived in Shelbyville 
until I was two, then moved to Evansville. All of this was for Shelby Steele for my dad's transfers as he worked his way up. And then from Evansville, after a year and a half in Evansville, back to Shelbyville. And then when I began kindergarten, my parents moved to the east side. My parents are both from Indy. Moved back to Indy so that we could go to Washington Township Schools, and my dad commuted to Shelbyville. So there I'm, you go. I'm thinking more Indiana All-Star than Miss Basketball now that I look at the list. Uh, Jennifer yeah. Marlowe for certain, right? I forgot that Jackie Young was the first overall pick in the WNBA draft. Remember her like a handful of years ago from Princeton? Who do you consider the greatest women's basketball player in Indiana high school history? I think most would say Stephanie White, right? But Jackie Skyler Young, Diggins? Skyler Diggins is way up there. Katie Gerald? Jack, Jackie Young's way up there. Katie Gerald's way up there. Vicki Hall's way up there. Shira Eli? Shira Eli's way up there. Some really good players. Yeah. Vicki Hall was really good. I think people forget how good Vicki Hall was. Uh, again, high school football underway tonight. We will have Carroll and HSC beginning at 7. Uh, Matt Taylor going to join us in about an hour. Let's do a morning checkdown. The morning checkdown. Omaha! 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 On 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. All right, kind of a quiet day on the diamond, Major League Baseball-wise. Good news for Cubs and Reds fans, though. Uh, the Brewers continue to lose to the Dodgers, and so that means heading into the weekend series, the Reds and the Dodgers just two, or excuse me, the Reds and the Cubs just two games back of the Brewers in the NL Central. So the Reds, Cubs, and Marlins all tied for the final wild card spot NL Central-wise. The Brewers' lead is just two games. The Cubs have got a free space series. They've got the Royals this week. Weekend, the Reds have the Blue Jays this weekend. Brewers have the uh, Texas Rangers. So it continues to be difficult. Mm-hmm. White Sox are hosting the Mariners on Wednesday. I'm going to be at that game and then uh, not talk to you guys about it afterwards. Oh, oh, nice. I like how you, you <laughs> can't wait for that. Moving, moving to a new new time slot. Taking the day off. <laughs> I am. In. I feel kind of can't bad. Do I, it. So he, I should offer this disclaimer. Okay. So I am moving to the noon show starting on monday but there were three dates of events that i had already planned assuming that i was working the morning schedule where i had afternoon things that i'd need to purchase like airline and or other tickets for and i am very grateful that they said listen we we get it i mean you're you were not anticipating that your hours were going to change so they're granting me those days and that includes wednesday um, we go every year to a White Sox game. I don't know why, but we do. And that's what we're doing. What's the field there. called nowadays? I believe it's U.S. Cellular Field. Is it is still right? U.S. Cellular? I, I thought they had gotten it. The one thing about that stadium that's kind of neat is all of the seats are are tilted towards home plate. So, like, if you're sitting in left field, the seats angle towards home plate. Huh. That makes sense. Yeah. What if I want to watch the outfield? Well, then you got to look to your left. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear your love a lot? The outfield? Never mind. My God. <laughs> I, I thought Isn't you were referencing a caller. No, we have some callers on the line. Is it called I, I your love? We go to callers on the other side. Yeah, I believe it's all my love, right? I don't think so. Guaranteed rate field. Scott Johnson says. It. Yeah. Uh, Fever back in action tonight. They've been off for a few days. Um, they will be at home tonight against, I thought it was the Mystics. And then at Phoenix coming up on Sunday. They're actually home for their next five. And again, the Colts, they've got their lone home preseason game. It's a 7 o'clock kick tomorrow inside of Lucas Oil Stadium. Shane Steichen did not meet the media after practice last night, so no update on what type of run the starting unit will get. Matt Eberflus made it clear, no Justin Fields and some other 
what was the word he used, Mark? Like frontline starters? Yeah. Or something so I'm assuming like that. No DJ Moore will not play. Yeah. So we'll see. It'll be interesting, though, because the Colts have a banged up offensive line. So would that influence how much Richardson should be out there? Because, boy, there were moments last night where I thought Gardner Minshew was just going to be laying on the field for three hours. Gardner Minshew is not as big a guy as I anticipated, but I think it's because I only see him when he's standing next to Anthony Richardson. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I can totally see that. He's got some hair. I mean, he's he was under dude. siege last night. Under siege last night. Uh, on the other side, we'll talk a little again. Ashton Doolin, his season is over. What happened last night at the joint practice? If you missed it, the Pacers schedule came out. We'll go over some of the highlights on that as well. We are halfway done with our final show oh, yeah. together. 10 a.m. cannot get here quick enough. Kevin Aquari here for one final time. 93.5. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 107.5 The Fam. Oh, man. Did you say humbleness, Mark? I believe humility is the word you're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what that was. Not sure break. if I would use that word for the man exiting. What was that? Re-entry there, Mark. Oh, separate ways by Journey. Separate ways. That's the, one of the great music videos of the '80s. Mm-hmm. You've been uh, you've been on it, Mark. Today. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road was before that. We I guess our... when you wake up at four thirty, that's what happens, right? <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of time on my hands this morning. Uh, Jake, I got you going away present. All right. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a piece of apparel. Okay. Uh, care to guess? Maybe anything that uh, has to do with? Hey, it has to do with um. I guess I'll give you a hint. It has to do with uh, something that has been brought up on the show many times. How did you fit Jake's ego in a gift bag? <laughs> well, it's a size this one that Q brought in. Those on our Is YouTube a, audience can see this. I mean, there are a number of things that have come up on this show organically over the years. Or year <laughs> and a half, I I'm going to grab it. No, Kevin's walking away here. Um, by the way, Journey's Separate Ways and... Um, Billy Squire, Rocky oh, Tonight boy. are the two most embarrassing videos of the '80s. You look confused, Mark. We have a green sweat. I, I am my my concern is here that this is some sort of a sweatshirt with the score of the Notre Dame Clemson game. Well, that would be. Um, I wish I was that creative. I still have PTSD over your rendition of Notre Dame's fight song that Monday after <laughs> Notre Dame's ass kicking of Clemson back in the fall. Oh, that's great. I remember it well. Hail, hail to old Notre Dame. Here you Hasn't go. won anything since 88. <laughs> Just threw it at him. Threw it at him. You got a sweatshirt here. Oh, wow. A little king sweater. Wow, this is fabulous. We three little kings. Hell yeah. This is like the perfect St. Patrick's Day and Christmas sweatshirt, right? I I think you can wear it uh, five months out of the year. This actually has Kevin Bowen written all over it. That does. This is like the most... With the turkey turkey hat. I need the turkey hat on. So for those that don't know, the turkey hat is fabulous. How great are the bottles on that shirt? This is perfect. I don't even know how that came up. XL good? Oh, yeah. We good? Okay. Unfortunately, I wish it was a large, but yes, XL is good. You're a a tall fellow. You know, the the little king's thing... going to put it on. I love this. The Little Kings thing is funny to me because, and this is what I have enjoyed about you guys. I think sometimes the best radio is the spontaneous organic radio. Oh, that fits like a glove. That's beautiful. And Shannon's going to want you to wear that on date nights. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. 
you must not acquit because this does fit like a oh, glove. Um, I was going to get you a gift. I actually have a gift in the car, but then I thought about it. I'm like, well, he had a heart attack. I don't know. I got you a cigar, but I didn't know if that was appropriate or Mottman not. Sa- Mottman says now, limitation. Uh, okay. or, you know, I can get moderation. out of the car then, but I, I, I was going to bring it in. I was like, moderation. I thought better of it. Mark, are we like, trying to look for another noon to three host <laughs> here? Come on I now. thought about it, and I'm like, I, maybe I should wait. Uh, yeah. Mark, do you want to get a picture of Jake? Tweet that out it's for sure. our non-YouTubers so, out there. So I don't even know how it, it came to be. But I mentioned Little Kings. I asked if you guys had ever had Little Kings. And this was fairly recently, like a couple months ago. And it is it has always been interesting to me, and I've always appreciated this, the things that you just kind of spontaneously mention on the air, and then literally it becomes like a theme, and people just run with it. Well, wasn't it Mike that brought us Little Kings at um, Oh, yeah. Day? And you had one on Carb Day, uh-huh. yep. Kevin got um, scolded. You had never had it. <laughs> <laughs> what's that what's that mark kevin got scolded he was, easy now he's very nervous i tried to give one to ed uh ed carpenter as well um zero bars was another uh, we mentioned zero bars once and that kind of took off like wildfire i don't for think a while. i got that taste out of my mouth yet oh they're fabulous pbr of course being one and bucky's those are probably the big ones right but this is tremendous and honestly, on a you know when the sun goes down tonight, people might need that Friday night high school yeah. football with a little chill in the air. So yes, it says we. This is three little kings. This is like the perfect Christmas sweatshirt right? of original cream. I figured you could wear that to Yuletide this year, Jake. Yes, that is like a perfect sweater. Yeah, I would wear that during the whole holiday mm-hmm. season. Don't even wash it. Should I wear it to Yuletide? We're yeah, going. Yes, thousand percent. Now, how happy is Regent Brian going to be when he finds out that I'm going to Yuletide <laughs> and there's a sporting event going on? How dare you! Uh, we have some phone calls, Mark. Is we have right? a lot of phone calls. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Let's start with. Uh, let's go with Mark. He's been hanging in the longest. No What's up, Mark? Mark's been- hey, how you guys doing? It's Mark here, um, longtime listener. You guys have been doing the show for about twenty-one months, I believe. Enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, you bring a smile to my face every day. I just want to touch on a couple things. Uh, Mark has got to be spending more money at QC Kinetics than you guys put together because he's been carrying the show for 21 months. <laughs> well, he's my favorite and, caller today. Did you plant this call, and, Mark oh, Tyton? He didn't pay me for this, okay? Now, this is pretty, there's a lot of I- irony to this phone call because I was the one that called and Jake got a little heated when I said three little kings when you guys were talking about uh, little uh, little kings. And, uh, or uh, whatever it's called. But, um, I mentioned that and I said, I'll know you guys as the three little kings. Gotcha. And, um, I can't imagine myself getting heated by that other than I'm not little, right? No, no. You just, you just said it's, it's, it's called little kings, not three little kings. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I was singing okay. the Christmas song. So, so it, no, it, I took no offense to that. Kevin, you. You, you, you're awesome. Um, you, you got in uh, Chris Ballard's head. He thinks about uh, whiteouts all the time. <laughs> okay, and I, I think that's awesome. Uh, and I and I love to hear about your family, uh, Max and and Rosie. Thank you, uh, Mark, for that. Mark, uh, I don't know all the names of your kids. Uh, I know one of them. I know one of them is Jake. So we'll go with that. <laughs> the so Mark, I never had. So Mark, what we're what we're establishing here and during the course of this phone call, which is very generous, and I appreciate your loyal listenership, but clearly there's a least favorite of the three of us in your Rolodex, correct? No, no, not at all, not at all. 
Love every one of you. Well, you know what? I, this is what I like. Um, there's a scary part of the show, okay? It seems like when you started watching um, the guy that killed everybody, who, who, who was that? Dahmer. Yeah. You were watching the Dahmer show, and you were having the, the you know you were having the PBR party, and these guys were calling, and you would like you were inviting them. Well, we've never heard ba- back from any of these guys. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know if you like had a personal PBR party with one of them at a time, and you know I just didn't know that. I, I'm just glad I was never invited to the PBR party. Mark, you want to come have a beer back in yeah, my apartment? Yeah, I've got a back room here. Blue, or, Boo, sorry. you stay you stay out front, Boo. I'm sorry, the meat's bad. Bad meat. Now, I also want to congratulate Jake uh, on getting his uh, degree. Hell yeah. Because you're like Chris Ballard now, and you can get a job anywhere. <laughs> Mark, man, Ballard, so Mark you are what we call a P1, which means you clearly have listened for a long time and and obviously made it you know made some observations and it's very much appreciated man um all of that's very much appreciated because that's the goal always is to have people that shout out to mark you know you, you realize that you know that stuff sticks and, and all those things man that's that's some serious observations no question he pulled about some it. stuff out of nowhere with that that was beautiful He's right about the PBR. We never did have the PBR party. I should I should clarify, we right? We still have one at some point. What we was the Ballard response? I'll be fine, Jake. I got a degree. Didn't he say so that? So when we had Chris Ballard on, and I, I'd like to think he didn't mean it this way, but I had prefaced a question with Ballard. And was this last training camp? Is that something it was, right? It was right about a year ago. And I said, look, Chris, I'm, I'm back in school right now to finish my college degree. And there's this one assignment I have that, like, I just can't wrap my head around how to start it. It just, just really has me befuddled. And I said, so so what is that assignment for you? What, what is the one thing that you just have a problem with? And he thought for a second and goes, probably depth, how to come up with depth. Then later you asked a question, Kevin, about are you on the hot seat and do you feel pressure? And Chris Ballard said, I don't because I do have a college degree, so I'll be fine. That was it. And it was like, wait, what? And we haven't had him on since. I don't think he meant it the way it came out, but I think virtually everyone that heard it heard the same thing that we did of like, well, that seems like a, I don't know, it just seemed like an odd thing to say. That's Uh, a loaded question. (laughs) Uh, Steve had a question for us. What's up, Steve? Uh, I consider it an honor to be a caller on the last day of... uh, Kevin and Query, because I was also the last caller on your previous show, and we know how that turned out. So you're a jinx. I am a jinx, that's right. <laughs> and, and I really have enjoyed the last 21 months of listening to you and Kevin in the morning, and I'm really looking forward to listening to you from 12 to 3. Well, uh, we appreciate it, question. Steve. Here's my question. I don't know what a caramel pup is. Can you explain? That's the oh. only reference that's never been explained here on this show. Sorry, Steve. That, that's on me. And Steve, as always, great to hear your voice. Steve and I have had a... Um, we've had quite the relationship yeah. over the last 21 Rocky months. Road, some I'd lows, say. some highs, but mostly highs. Um, yeah, Carmel Pups, that's their uh, That's our travel team. Uh, all their travel sports teams. All you know, all the Carmel Pups, uh, they all show up. You know, All the fourth, fifth graders, they show up to uh, Banker's Life Fieldhouse, and they're rocking the Steph Curry jerseys. Maybe some John Morant jerseys, but although I could see Mom taking those away. So, yeah, d- d- 
is there a North Central like little league team, Jake? Like a trout? Uh, do they call them the Little Panthers? I, I don't, don't think there are. I mean, there was Washington Township had youth sports. Um, you know, usually just through the YMCA, but there was no designed thing that I know of. When I went to Clay Junior High, they had a preschool there for like Carmel teachers' kids. So, you know, if you taught in the school district, your kids could go to the little preschool there. And we were the Clay Trojans, so the little kids in the uh, preschool were called the Tiny Trojans. Okay. <laughs> it's not problematic at all. Well, that was a gr- great nickname. <laughs> oh look we need to take a break (laughs) by the way before we take a break let me say one thing on a serious note you had just mentioned youth sports kevin sweater fits you great this sweater is awesome um the youth sports comment made me uh, just think of this when i was in the third grade i played football at the ymca like a lot of kids from washington township one of the first kids that i met from a different school within the township which when you're that age is like a world away uh was a guy named james wide James White had a little brother named D'Artagnan, who we called Dart because he darted all over the place during practice. But I thought at the time there was a running back in the NFL for the Bucks named James Wilder. And I thought James White was actually James Wilder because he was like this really fast kid. But he was larger than life and always laughing and smiling. And then, of course, you get to high school and you reacquaint with the guys that you played youth sports with as a young age. And James White was one of them, of course. And I'm like, oh my gosh, James White from the 49ers at the Y. And he was always, 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 anybody that knew James Wide knew, you walked into a room if he was in there, it better be a big room because his smile took up 90% of it, his laughter took up the other 10%, and you were in a better mood when you left the room than when you walked into it, every time. He became a giant within, in college, he was a kappa, he became a giant within the public relations world here in central Indiana, and I was always thrilled and honored to be able to call him a classmate, and uh, we lost James earlier this week uh, after a courageous battle with cancer but he is for the class of 1991 he was the best of us and i speak for all of our class and my heartfelt condolences to his uh, family certainly and i'm honored to say also as one of his friends so james will be missed for a long time Uh, we'll come back we'll continue taking phone calls and we will hash out things here on the last hour and 15 or so of kevin and query all right, coming up uh, in our next break, we'll give away those Jethro Toll tickets. Mark, that is tomorrow night at White River, correct? Correct, yes. Uh, so that'll be opposite Colts and Hand raised, yes, sir, in the back. I have an announcement I'd like to make. Uh-huh. Um, I, they had The boss had said for us to be sure to finish strong this week, but we've got an hour left. I think I'm checked out. Oh. Some would say that was the case <laughs> yesterday when you walked in at like, eight seconds after the show started. <laughs> I'm here. No, and no. Again, stating I'm the alive. obvious is probably not necessary, to be honest <laughs> with you. I was here. I was here when the show started yesterday. I heard the intro music. I've only missed the intro music once. No, twice, twice, twice. Because I woke you up? No, once I overslept and once I was on a, uh, a plane. Uh, and you're walking back. No, you had to the, the credential. You're credential walking back to your I parking heard, garage. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That was not my fault. I still can't believe walking out fault. to the convention center and I hear, do you know who I am? I did I'm not like, say oh that. I did God. not say that. I would never say that. I, I, follow, I have always adhered to, if you have to tell them who you are, you are not. But I did show them. I, I, I was asking for just a little common sense. Roger Goodell's like, get them out. I'm like, look, guys, there's nobody even here yet. And here is video of me yesterday broadcasting from that table right there. Right there. I, 
Sorry. What if I bring the Colts over and I have their president of communications say that I, that it's okay for me to be here? Uh, this is not a Colts event. It's an NFL. Isn't event. That the same day we were having like was it Sirianni and Grigson on? Uh, yes. it, it yep. was like that was the yeah. one. <laughs> it was one of yeah. our bigger. Jake's shows calling there. me. Should I just do the show from my phone while I walk? I'm like, no, just haul ass and come back. Yeah, me and Grigson for 20 minutes. That would have been <laughs> quite the back and forth. Uh, let's go to one of our favorites, Mark Kurt from Arkansas, right? Yes, sir. What's up, Kurt? Good morning from the sunny south. How are you all doing? Doing swell. How are you? I am good. You know, I guess it's appropriate I got in today because all the Mayo references, you know. I, as you, If you remember, I used to work at Amalia's with Jake. Oh, yeah. School, yeah. The one right there at the bottom of the hill by Cathedral. And, you know, they had carpeted floors in that grocery store, so cleaning up a broken glass of mayo on that carpet, I still can't eat mayo to this day. Well, that shouldn't be the only reason you don't eat mayo, but yes, I understand. It was only to be topped by the time (laughs) that they... they can hear the plop in Arkansas. Kurt, do you remember the time that they had Ty Gehrig and I try to climb the top of like a 20-story Coca-Cola case display and I lost my footing and, and pulled down like nine cases of Coke and it, and it caused like a literally it looked like machine guns of Coke spray everywhere all Some over the security place. security footage of this we could possibly uh, get our hands bru- on? It, it looked like the scene from Stand By Me in the pie eating contest. It was brutal. Yes and, and Jake I do remember that and it's funny you mentioned Ty Gary because I played soccer with him at Anderson University. We were both on the soccer team together so uh, great, great guy. Good dude. Yep. That uh, Kurt. We haven't talked a whole lot of sports today, but I believe you did have something Jonathan Taylor related you wanted to chat about. Yeah, you know, I just, I just had one thought. You know, when you think about him switching his agents and saying, "Hey, you, you got a great deal for my buddy Shaq here. This will be a great thing." But you think that just started the whole thing on the wrong foot? Because I can't imagine that Ursay and Ballard and others look at that Shaq deal. Uh, fondly, right? They probably had a bad taste in their mouth. And I don't think it's Leonard's fault with how that's played out, but they maybe already kind of started in the hole with that perspective with that agent change. Yeah, I, I think it's a good point, Kurt. You know, Jake, I, there is a question, honestly, if we do get a chance to ask Chris Ballard, I don't know if he'd say this on the record, but is there a little bit of PTSD from handing Shaquille Leonard the contract that you did, and now you see where you're at two years later with him, in that you're paying him an extraordinary amount of money for him to either not play, or we'll see how he looks this season. But he—I he, mean—he's being paid to be an All-Pro, and he hasn't even been really out there in the last two years. I do think Taylor's frustration with the Colts' stance on him extends before this agent was hired. He fired the previous agent for a reason. My question is, Jake, why do you go to an agent then who has very little to no history of getting running backs notable contracts? I believe, I don't know this at all. It is my gut feeling that Jonathan Taylor went with this agent less about the amount of money that it would get because I think Taylor thought that his talent and track record would get him the money but that he wanted to get it from a different franchise and that after he parted with his other agent I think Jonathan Taylor very thoroughly studied agents and selected the one that he thought would best stand up for him 
in a request to work his way out of Indianapolis. So you, you've kind of gone down this path now a couple of days. You, you really think Taylor wants nothing to do with playing for the Colts? Uh, that is correct. I do think that. So obviously the June comments of I want to retire as a Colt were just a lie? Or a change of heart? I, 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 don't know. I, I think something took place. Where you want to go with that? Whether it be financial or the way that his injury was handled, and I'm not in any way, shape, or form pending that or blaming the Colts in any way, shape, or form. But I think there was some sort of a divide between Taylor and the Colts where Taylor does not want to be part of the organization. That's not to say he's not going to be, but I think if he had his druthers, like if that 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 he would go elsewhere. Yeah, again, to me, if I were Taylor and I were changing agents, I think part of the agent, you know, sifting through process, interviewing them, however you want to describe it, would be trying to find an agent that has some history with the running back market. And this one doesn't have any, and very little history, honestly, with with high level NFL contracts. Yes, Shaquille Leonard, you know, Titus Howard, but not. I mean, this is not like some mega agent, which I think is a bit confusing to me. Uh, Kyle Knezovich uh, chimes in. Daft Punk, one more time in reference to Mark Dykton, uh, the reentry song. Always makes me think of college spring break in Cancun uh, when I ended up getting involved and in going to visit the girl in Boston that I met in Mexico. Oh. Hmm. Wow. Woo! Good for Kyle. Yeah. Shout out to producer Kyle. Yeah, no, well done. On that, Ed. Uh, we've got one hour left mm-hmm. in the it, show. Yeah. And uh, coming up next... The Jethro Toll action, Mark? we got some Jethro Toll tickets, but at the top of the hour, uh, you want to know why I was up at 4.30? I'll play that for you next. Do you know how the March Madness you know, tournament ends and everybody's a little sad? And they one like shining them? moment? I think we've got our own one shining moment coming up next. <laughs> Mark you know, this, this entire show was literally one shining moment. Uh-huh. Mark Dyke in the one, one and only. One shining moment and the 19 months of dull ones. He's, he's got that's something what, on the that's other the side. That's the name of the show. Uh, we'll do fast fingers here for the Jethro Toll tickets. 317-239-1070. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. We asked America. Blank is a show that's both educational and entertaining. I didn't even know the Olympics dated back to 1904. Kevin, they've been doing the Olympics since they were nude guys in Athens. That sounds weird. You want to touch it? Kevin, do not touch that. Nice little oh plop my God. there. You see that spoon? Let's see if we can get the plop on the sound effects here. How good are our microphones here? Oh, that was, that was, that was a big right there. Cheers, gentlemen. To potentially Will Levis being the Colts oh, man, quarterback. No. You can't you can't look at it. See you on the other side. Get away from me. You're going to oh, yak. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put some blood in your pencil. Oh, hell. It's all on the line. I couldn't care less about the team struggling. I want to kiss you. Thanks, Joe. Yeah! Huge compliment. I'm Bernard Ryman, and I'll be back. Now, the big... Somebody please screenshot Kevin looking at poop on the YouTube chat, please. (laughs) That element, that's a turd. Let's kick some ass. 
I'm blowing Mark 43. Whoa, 43. Here. Easy. Yeah, no. not, yeah, not, not a little not too spread out I'm there. I love you, Mark Dighton. Oh, I got a cramp again. Mom, come rub this one out of me. Excuse me. <laughs> wow. Can we clip that out for you, Mark? Is that <laughs> how it can go? Yeah. If you've got problems with your nip, uh, your, your, not your nips, that's for sure. I need all the drugs in the world. I'll take Tennessee just because their back's against the wall. And they're not, but I'll tell you what, man. If Tennessee drops this one, Katie, bar the door. I, Buttholes. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. Clinching. You got to be graphic and detailed. It's here. our Christmas show, and you're dropping <laughs> the beehole. Can you believe they decided to do away with this program? I mean, come on. What are, what are we doing here? <laughs> well, Effa. We have Matt Ryan. Are you going to abandon being a Reds fan? Are you going to abandon following this team? In the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's rare here. Uh, yesterday, did you happen to watch? Uh, I saw the Alpha Hitchcock movie. How's that? Is that okay? That was, that was all right. Yes! Well, have you been to uh, Santiago, Chile? Twice last year. Who's been to Santiago, Chile twice in one year? I've never even been in Jersey! Okay, okay, just take it easy. There are certain areas where you should just simply heed the advice of your elder, of your senior, of your of your leader and captain. And I've told you for weeks on end, this was a terrible idea that was horribly disgusting. Well, I say we end with, with this you guys can follow me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hold up. <laughs> we will. We will. There you go. Uh, I got tears in my eyes, Mark. That was absolutely incredible. You know, you do forget. That <laughs> was so well done. There's so many things. That was very well 4 done. 4.30 a.m. this morning, That's Mark right. Dighton. Now, you could have actually done that last week. I'm no, ready. I couldn't because well, I had most of it done, but I had to get, I'd pull some extra um, stuff out of it. You added there. the crusty turd in there. It, it is funny because you forget. You know, I mean, it's not like we did this show for 20 years, right? I mean, that's a, a fair amount of stuff that we have accumulated in 19 months. Um, and it has been fun for certain. I, there's no doubt. I mean, for only three hours a day, the time flies by. There's no doubt about that. Certain days you come in here and you th- and it's like being on a roller coaster. And other days you feel like you're stuck in traffic. I, I mean, it's like any, any other job probably. But... Um, you know, one of the things for me that's really fun, guys, is, like I said, I look forward to listening to the first part of your show when I'm going to bed in the morning. And then uh, I think Andy's going to be – I think you guys are going to have a ton of fun with Andy as well. And and I'm glad that we started some fun here in the morning that will continue. And then I'll be on at noon, and I'm sure occasionally you guys will swing past and we'll continue having fun. But that was pretty fun to listen to that. Boy, that was great, Mark. That was awesome. Um, there was one I wanted to put in there, but it's banned audio, and I didn't want to have a meeting after the show. So, well, can you we, give us a hint? Uh, it took place at a dinner table. Let's <laughs> say no more. Now, band, now, now, can you define band? I forgot. It's been banned. I forgot the re, the We Will Rock You from the Hard Knock. That is fabulous. The We Will Rock You is, I, I had forgotten that too. That was the perfect ending to that. Every time I see the Indy 11 coach out at Colts training camp, for those that don't know, Colts training camp, 
takes place at Grand Park. Indy 11, that is their practice headquarters as well. The media center is actually in their practice facility. And every time I see the coach, I think, gosh, you complimented Jake's British accent. Uh, yes, he, uh, he knows a good accent when he, when he, he is one. How many acts is the company just the accents? Maybe that's what it is. It's just you doing it's a one man show of Jake. Hey, good morning to you on a Monday or good afternoon, I should say. It is new. My name is Jake Quay. That's right, yes. Top of the afternoon to you. And then I'm always amazed. No, Jimmy Cook will be in with me on Monday. Every time I hear it, I think to myself, I wouldn't Bernard Ryman have a great career just based off how he handled the I'll be back comment. No question. He was great. By the way, I did not notice Bernard Ryman at all during training camp, and usually when you don't notice an offensive lineman, that means it's a good thing. Yeah. Now, granted, does that mean it's a bad thing for Quiddy Pay and Samson Ebicom? Possibly, but even these joint practices, I didn't notice um, Ryman struggling. So, big year two for Bernard Ryman. Do you Uh, tweet out that audio, Mark? I can put it out there, yeah. You might need to throw that mark just separate on the podcast for today. <laughs> just Seriously. Have, it on, have it on loop for an hour. I think you throw that separate on the... Uh, Do we end the show with that? I, I said we end the show. Sure, with we the can podcast. end the show with it. Yeah. Jake's looking to end the show at 9.53 <laughs> How today. soon can I get out of here? Uh, well, that, that already happened. Like uh, we still have Matt Taylor. We still have Jim Mercer collection tickets to give away. We have PBR on the pop quiz. We do have second. a 12-pack of PBR. Now, here's the thing. Derek wanted a canned... Derek, I think, is listening right now. He's going to be at our golf outing later today, which, by the way, even if you were not coming to the golf outing at Back Night, fabulous auction prizes, um, auction items up for bid, and all of that, of course, raising money for Franciscan Health. You can come by the Back Nine, even if you're not golfing, simply for the fabulous silent auction items. Um, the Or just mingle. The PBR here, or just mingle, yeah. Derek wanted a signed a, a can of PBR signed by the three of us. Now I have a pitcher. It's at home, but I have a pitcher that's a Pabst Blue Ribbon beer pitcher, like a plastic beer pitcher that's Pabst Blue Ribbon. Do you think Derek would rather have the pitcher signed or a can? Well, I said I think that would be easier to sign because a, a, a can, if it gets moisture on it, starts you know rubbing oh. the stuff off. Or if oh, okay. it's going to be. A, okay. I'm, 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 is it too the late marker. to add to the mashup? The marker. Marker. The marker. You put it on. And I, I, I'm not affiliated with you two right now. <laughs> what are you talking about? And I'm not affiliated be, with Jake after There's no double entendres going on. I'm just saying when you try to put a marker pen well, on a can. Just, he's probably going to put it on a shelf mark, not in the fridge. Are you displaying it like the upper quartile guy the other day? Yeah. Okay. I'd still say pitcher. I have pitcher actually. Pitcher leaves a little bit more room. I have a can of Billy beer at home. What and is that? Excuse me? Billy Beer? Yeah, way over my head. Do we need another sweater for that too now, next Christmas? But you're not familiar with Billy no. Beer? No. Billy Beer came about in the... I, I'm gonna, Mark, can you look it up, please? What do we do on this program? We educate and entertain. That's right. Uh, I'm going to guess that Billy Beer, if you were to look it up, came out in 1977, would be my guess. I'm going to say that it had so a shelf life. pull tab got uh, I'm, Yeah, that's right. I'm going to guess it has a shelf life of... It was on the market for 14 months. Billy Beer was uh, came out when Jimmy Carter was president. His brother, Billy Carter, was... I love how Jake act like he was shocked we didn't know. It was a 14-month <laughs> time frame You've never from heard of 1976 to... 
1977. Well, it came I wasn't out, in the womb until I wasn't 89. of drinking age. I mean, what do you want? You know, what can but, I tell you? Hey, how many obscure beers do you guys know from the 70s? Yeah, it came out in 1977. It stopped production in 1978. Is that what it says? Yes. Holy cow. Like, do you guys ever thank yourself that you've had access to this sort of an incredibly encyclopedic mind? What When in 1978? Was it 14 months? If it was 14 months, I'm going to strip right here and just parade no. around no. in celebration. It was promoted by Billy Carter, whose yeah. older brother Jimmy was running for president of the United States. Right. Uh, the closing after less than a year of Carter's promotion was the Beard Company. And then uh, per- the beer was produced by Cold Spring Brewing, West End Brewing, and Pearl Brewing Company. In 2008, Uptown Brewing Company and Billy Beer entered a partnership with Green County, North Carolina. So they might be coming back. Might be making a comeback. Oh, yeah. Might be coming back to Jay Beasel. I have a Billy Beer Green County. Hey, we got, how have you guys not heard of this beer that came out for <laughs> a year? Yeah, acting like you were talking about. But I have a can of it, light. but it's unopened. Should I bring it in? Well, it doesn't matter with us anymore because we we aren't seeing you ever again. <laughs> should, noon on Monday, should can Jimmy Cook and I enjoy a forty-six year old can of beer? Do that, and then chase it with a a gallon of Pepto Bismol. <laughs> really grasping at straws here for fans that are going to be inside of Lucas Oil Stadium tomorrow night. But the roster move yesterday of Ashton Doolin to injured reserve brought a Butler University product back to the team. Uh, Tyler Adams will be wearing jersey number two, and he will be playing receiver for the Colts tomorrow night. So nice for our Butler faithful out there. They can catch that. Um, I feel bad for Ashton Doolin, Jake. I was thinking about this the other day. I guess it would have been yesterday. Doolin was going to make the team, in my opinion. That would have been five straight years of Ashton Doolin making the team. You think there's more than like six or seven Colts that have made the roster the last five years? Like Ashton Doolin is like been a consistent name on the Colts roster right. since 2019 and I mean Leonard Nelson Kelly Braden Smith Luke Rhodes Kenny Moore I mean there can't be more than six or seven Grover but there's only six or seven Colts that can say that yeah you're right I mean I'm trying to think of guys that I mean literally if I made a list Nelson Kelly Smith there's three Grover's four Kenny Moore Kenny Moore be five Luke Rhodes six Julian Mo'Ally Blackman Cox no, Julian Blackman was 2020 draft. Okay. Um, you mentioned Moali Cox, you said, right? Um, Shaq. I, I don't know if I said Shaq, but yeah. Boy, I mean, you run up pretty quick, right? What year was Zaire Franklin? Okay, yeah, he, he'd be on the list, 2018. Yeah, seventh rounder, 2018. Yeah, the thing about Doolin is that a lot of people are like, oh, this is just going to help Mike Strong make the team. By the way, I... Did a, was filming Mike Strong. Were, were you sitting next to me, Mark, when that happened last night? Caught like a did his little Randy Moss one on one ball, goes up and gets it, and then I think he hurt his groin. And then haven't we been the rest of the night? Haven't we been waiting for Mike Strong to unleash for like five years? Well, now? again, a lot of people yesterday like, okay, Doolin's out. That means Strong makes a team. Mike Strong doesn't play special teams, and that is like a almost a must if you are a fifth or sixth wideout. So I will be very interested to see how the Colts fill that spot plus when you look at the tight end room i think you want to keep four tight ends based off the names in that room do you really have room to keep six wideouts and four tight ends that seems like a whole lot based off how teams typically operate with those two positions so bummer for Doolin. again towards acl wednesday night the first joint session um, for me he's the first guy that i put on the 53-man roster that has suffered a season-ending injury the okay, so Amari Rogers does that? Do things open up for him? Yeah, I 
a late possibly. Sign. I think what made Doolin an attractive roster spot is this: he's a tall, good special teamer. And I say tall because right now you have four wideouts, Jake, that I think are locks: Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, Josh Downs, Isaiah McKenzie. Josh Downs and Isaiah McKenzie are short, right? So if Michael Pittman or Alec Pierce get hurt, you don't, you wouldn't all of a sudden bump Downs or McKenzie up. Good point. You it, need another power forward, not another point guard. Yeah. Ar- Amari Rogers is He's more a of a guard. point guard. Yeah, so right. I know we're getting a little bit into like the details of it, but that is a concern that I think I would have with us. I, I just thought, you know, Rodgers, because he can return punts and kicks, I mean, he's not by any stretch of the imagination going to be some sort of difference maker. He's probably an end-of-roster guy. But he is real, he, he is a bubble screen guy. He's a one-step-at-the-line, turn-around, boom-pass, gain-of-six-and-out-of-bounds guy. And, and for a young quarterback, that could be a valuable weapon. Mark, that was such a good one-shiny moment. Thank you. Outstanding. What was the first thing that you used from it? The first oh, piece Tone of audio? Loke, where he says, and it goes a little something like uh, this. Hit it. You had Mike Woodson in there, right? Yeah. Let's take some money. For a while there, the IU highlight in one shiny moment was the cheerleader getting the ball off I the top that. of the uh, I remember that. backboard. Yep. Yeah. We'll play and it I again before the show ends. Purdue's one shiny moment highlight has typically been okay. Cinderella does this. <laughs> okay. The shock of the tournament. I, man, I'll, I'll tell you what. One of the things, you know, over the course of when we've been talking about sports, I being at the Bulldog and sitting there and watching Purdue and I can't even remember it right now. I mean, I'm totally spacing. Who was it that knocked him out? Fairly Dickinson. Yeah, Fairly Dickinson. And remember, Purdue went on a run and got up like six or so. They went like an eight nothing run with like eight minutes to go in the game and got up either five or six. And I remember saying to Shannon, like, okay, it's over. They finally, like, turned up the wick. Coach and Tobin then, had some things up his sleeve. Man, Fairley Dickinson came back, and it's like, holy cow. Was it and, one two-point basket Purdue attempted in the final, like, six minutes of the game? Yeah, and, like, they were I'm sure yeah, Purdue they fans never, they completely bailed count. on Zach Eady for the most part. But all these Indiana fans that had come in, and they were all just, like, in the face of and mocking Purdue. And I'm like, guys, be careful here because you don't know. Um you know, but I get it. the The coach from Fairly Dickinson didn't he also just leave and take another job? Tobin, he took uh, Patino's job, right, at Iona. That's right. That's right. If I ever told you how happy I am, Michael Shrewsbury is Notre Dame's coach. <laughs> yeah, you took your shirt off, and Mark was gone that day. Oh my god, the, that was the best PTO day. I really ever was that Sam Fritzen? Yes. For Mark? It's a PTSD for, day for me. Yeah, I, remember, I just remember, oh my God, what a day to miss. And I saw, that seems like a hell of a day. Don't you remember, uh, Kevin, uh, what well, I remember Aren't you guys is, glad that Tiger didn't win the Masters? You, I was going to wear a Tiger Speedo. You leaned in to hand uh, a donut to Sam Fritz. And by the way, everybody, uh, Quack Daddy Donuts up in Westfield, the code word <laughs> yeah, for the rest of the weekend. Touchdown. Touchdown is the code word for the rest of the weekend. But you leaned in to give Sam Fritz a donut, and you had no shirt on. And when you did, your your the gelatinous nature, no offense, of your armpit went right into the camera. And all you could see on the camera was nipple and armpit. And it was really pretty horrific. I believe I, Again, glad I missed that day. I believe you referenced naked people doing the Olympics back in Athens. That's simply what I was... Yeah. You know, trying to dial it back a few. Well, centers. that's what it was. The, the original Olympics was just a bunch of naked dudes. Yeah, and they had, you had an issue with me taking my they shirt had off. They didn't shoes, have an issue it. back then. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, I wouldn't say you were exactly Spartan. I'm just saying, they, they. you ever seen that logo for the old sporting goods store, the athlete's foot? With the little spikes on it and the wings coming off the ankle? That's what they, they all had winged high tops in Athens and like AD 58, and then they were naked, throwing around javelins and rocks and stuff more expensive pacers ticket this year victor webb and yama in the building or steph curry and trace jackson davis probably steph curry and trace jackson davis because although webb and yama is a rookie so the novelty's there but you know you're going to get plenty of chances to see him right good question though those are the games that i've already been gotten like the dates for the thunder one's a weird one though why are are people amped unfortunately for the pacers both of those games Webb and Yama and the Warriors are the second night of back-to-backs for those teams, so obviously that'll be something to keep an eye on. No, no back-to-back for the Lakers, though, coming in here. I keep on forgetting Jalen hood Shafino's on the Lakers. And the Nuggets don't have a back-to-back when they come here. Really? For their lone trip, January 23rd on that. It's kind of crazy. Seven out of the last eight years, the Pacers have opened up at home. I used to love opening night that was like a going down to a pacer game on opening night when i was in high school and walking around market square and getting my picture taken with a cardboard cut out of wayman tisdale to look like i met him it was great are the colts finally going to win a season opener what's the streak uh, dates back to 2013 terrell Pryor and the raiders um the raiders by the way the raiders the the Raiders came in here and beat the Colts in Manning's like third or fourth year, and I one of the honestly like an interesting local thirty for thirty Kevin because it wouldn't be of interest to people nationally, but I think people here would be fascinated by it. The Raiders came in and lost to the or, and beat the Colts in September of two thousand one, and. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. No one is an extreme. Hardly anyone covered the game. And legitimately, no one nationally covered it. Because about midway through the second quarter, the word got out that Indiana University was about to fire Bob Knight at a press conference at IUPUI. And literally... ESPN and Fox News, who at that time was doing, or Fox Sports, excuse me, who at that time was doing the National Sports Report. Um, Sam Marciano, I think was her name, was the reporter. ESPN had, I, th- I think it was Ed Werder that was here, but everybody that had reporters at the game to cover the Colts Raiders game got word from their employers, you got to bail because the bigger story is happening at IEPY. And so Miles Brand came out to do that press conference and announced it in front of, uh, I mean, matter of fact, it might have been not when he got fired, but when they announced that he was put on zero tolerance. It was one of those two. But there were all these NFL writers there covering it because... Would this have been pre-Dunmeadow, Bob Knight? Correct. Behind the Indiana Davis Correct. student once, podium? Once Knight was actually terminated, then he held the press conference in Dunmeadow. But when it was, I, I can't remember if it was the zero tolerance announcement or the firing announcement, but they came within like three weeks of each other. Um, yeah, there was no one covering the, the NFL game. Like, like Oakland, literally Oakland writers and Bay Area writers that were supposed to be covering the NFL game. I don't think people realize how massive 
Bob Knight's firing was. And I remember Christopher Simpson, who was the public relations director for Indiana at the time, telling me, he said, look, I was the PR, I, I was the, you know, whatever for the White House during the Reagan administration, and there are more satellite trucks in the parking lot of Assembly Hall this week than there were in Washington, D.C. at any time during Reagan's presidency, including the Challenger explosion. He's like, this is the biggest national story that I've ever had to be involved with. It was massive. You know, that 2001 season for the Colts, I feel like that's the forgotten year in the Manning era, the 6-10 and 10 season. He throws 23 interceptions. Like, imagine social media. Uh, imagine, oh. you know, year four of the can't-miss guy, and you go 6-10, well, and 10, you throw 23 picks. Obviously, the change to Dungy after that season but like but the chatter had started Kevin because you had the Lamar Thomas game wasn't Lamar Thomas was that his name Lamar Smith sorry Miami running back yeah the Miami Miami running back that ran for over 200 against them they got into the playoffs they lost to Miami in Miami they were favored they got blown out by the Jets at one point in his playoff career and you did have people starting to whisper and rumble of like I mean just like the Vanderjack comments you know I just don't see it in him he just doesn't have that fire about him and he gets the happy feet and you know I mean etc cetera, etc cetera. it was I mean there was definitely chatter about it before they broke through yeah and you can only imagine what that would be in today's uh, yeah, social right. media climate. All right, uh, Matt Taylor is going to join us here in a few before we get to the voice of the Colts. So let's do a morning check down. The morning check down. Omaha! 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 On 93.5 and 107.5, the fan. Major League Baseball yesterday, Mets doubled up the Cardinals 4-2. It was the Diamondbacks 3-1 over San Diego. Dodgers over the Brewers 1-0. That's good news for both the Reds and the Cubs. Tigers and Guardians were postponed to rain. The Mariners and Royals, it was Seattle 6-4 over KC. Nationals 10-7 over the Red Sox. Light day in the majors. And the Indianapolis Indians four-game win streak has come to an end. The St. Paul Saints yesterday 4-1. Fever back in action tonight. They got Washington for their next five are going to be at home. And again, the Colts, 7 o'clock tomorrow night. It is the second of three preseason games this year. They have their final one uh, in less than a week. That will be Thursday night in Philly to talk more about that. Voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. He joins us next here. Kevin and Corey. All right, Voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor, going to join us here in just... Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Just a second. By the way, Bill Benner just texted me, said, I was at the Hoosier Dome for the Colts game. Many of us left to go to the Sheraton Hotel Conference Center at IEPY to indeed cover Brand's announcement that Knight was fired. Oh, so it was fired. Yeah. Not the tolerance. So that was September 10th of 2000. So one, I I, I hate to say this, but one day and one year before, obviously, the world changed. But but it was a huge, huge, huge story when Knight was terminated by Indiana. Uh, Again, our conversation with Matt Taylor presented by Shelby Materials, the concrete and aggregate experts. And Matt is on the Payless Sickers Hotline, joins us right now. Uh, Matt Taylor, we will begin with this question, and that is, now that you've seen the Colts lining up against another team for a couple of days in the Chicago Bears through the joint practice, how would you compare it? I mean, a year ago, it was the Lions that were in, and, you know, Kevin and others, Rick Venturi, you know, have talked about the fact that there were some things in those Lions practices that illuminated perhaps some areas of concern that then showed themselves over the course of last year, which was a struggle. 
this year, uh, can you compare and contrast maybe how things look in terms of the joint practices with another franchise? Yeah, no, good question. Um, yeah, I think, you know, last year, that was kind of the, to your point, that was kind of like the precursor of some of the offensive line struggles. I think, you know, you're not seeing that um, to that large of a degree, you know, in this, uh, in this year's joint practices with the Chicago Bears. Um, kind of the biggest thing that I'd like to see cleaned up, I mean, hopefully starting tomorrow uh, in that preseason game against the Bears, is just the penalties. You know, when the Colts had a bunch of, um, you know, simulated situational drills, you know, those moving the ball periods, four-minute drill, two-minute drill, red zone. You know, some of their big plays in those joint practices on offense got wiped out due to, you know, lining up incorrectly and, you know, some procedural penalties or some holdings. And, you know, we saw that um, in Buffalo last last Saturday. You know, start of the game, you had a, a penalty on the opening kickoff. You had a penalty that wiped off a nice run by Anthony Richardson inside the red zone down to the five-yard line. So hopefully that's not a precursor of things to come and just in, in terms of the self-infliction penalty-wise that we saw over the course of two days consistently um, up at Westfield in those joint practices. Again, he's voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor, who joins us here on the Payless Sickers Hotline. May tell you expect any starting action for Anthony Richardson tomorrow night? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know, you know, Shane Steichen didn't talk last night after night two, and it's it's kind of it's kind of complicated with, with joint practices now and you know, I know the Bears are not going to play some of their front line, front line guys, namely, you know, Justin Fields and, and probably DJ Moore. Um, and, and also, too, I don't know if you guys talked about this. I mean, you probably have. But the fact that uh, Ryan Kelly and Will Fries probably will not play tomorrow. Neither guy practiced uh, last night. And then, you know, Fries got banged up on Wednesday night. That kind of complicates the offensive line in front of them. You know, do you, do you want Anthony Richardson – I mean, it, it, it's such a catch-22 because, I mean, I've, I've said all along, you know, he needs to play and he needs reps, and I still think there's a lot of value. Even though it's a preseason game and he's not going to go up against a live defense or the number one defense in totality with the Bears, I, I still think there's a lot of value in just going out there and going through, you know, the, the game day, you know, rituals and putting on the helmet and, and, and having the headset inside the helmet and, you know, regurgitating the plays in the line of scrimmage and just, you know, going through that operation and making plays that are, that are given to you by the defense in a preseason game. But if you're not going to have your starting center and you're not going to have your starting right guard, you know, do, do you want to risk that? So I, I don't know. It's, it's really tricky. I, I still think there's value in it. I think you, you still can get something out of it if you're smart with it. You know, if, if you're not reckless, you know, for lack of a better term, with Anthony Richardson, knowing just obviously how important he is, not only this year, but just the, the future of your franchise from a health standpoint. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. Honestly, I, I wouldn't – I'm not going to, like, freak out one way or another. Like, whatever happens, happens. Um, but, yeah, that that's a really tough call for Shane Steichen, given some of the injuries that are going to affect Anthony Richardson around him – uh, if he does play coming up tomorrow night, Matt, the Ashton Doolin to injured reserve thing. You know, obviously, a lot of people are curious. Okay, what does that mean for Mike Strawn? What does that mean for the Colts' fifty-three man roster? Everyone, I don't know, seems to think the Colts are going to keep six wideouts. And my question would be this, Matt: Do you have room for six wideouts if you want to keep four tight ends? You know, if you only keep three tight ends, let's just throw out names: Mo Alley Cox. Um, Kylan Granson, Jelani Woods. That means you're cutting Will Mallory, a fifth-round pick. That means you're cutting Drew Ogletree, a sixth-round pick from the year prior. 
That right. means you're cutting a guy like Farrell Brown, who's played in the league, although his highlight last night was getting kicked out of practice. I mean, you'd be cutting some notable names. I kind of think keep four tight ends and only keep five wideouts. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of boils down to Shane Steichen's creativity. You know, he even though they're a tight end and, and not a wide receiver or vice versa, you know, he can still be creative and, and you know, dynamic and just scheming up pass catchers and, and guys that just play football and offense, for lack of a better term. So kind of throw out positions and just say this is another guy that can, you know, be a game changer for us on offense, regardless of, of whether or not he's listed as a wide receiver or a tight end on the roster. Um, but, but to your point, I mean, maybe it kind of boils down to, like, if you're Chris Ballard, you know, if, if I cut Will Mallory and I cut Drew Ogletree and I have to, you know, versus the idea of, of cutting a, a, you know, a sixth wide receiver, you know, like, for lack of a better term, like, which, which guy, which position is going to be harder to replace? You know, which, which position or which guy would be more of a threat to leave my team on the practice squad by being coached by somebody else? You know, so maybe it's, it's, a, it's a situation where you have to, like, you know, prioritize who you covet the most in, in terms of the roster construction. But, yeah, Ashton Doolin's, his injury really complicates the roster in the sense that, you know, he was obviously a core special teams guy. And you're right. I mean, you're going to keep at least five wide receivers, or at least that's the assumption. So that fifth guy, he's going to have to play, you know, some special teams. And you look at some of the candidates there, they don't have a ton of special teams prowess and experience. You mentioned Strawn, um, you know, Jawan Winfrey, Malik Turner. Turner's played in the league. He's a five-year guy. Um, so he can definitely give you some value on offense. Um, but the, the, the guy that's really interesting to me is Perriman because he's a veteran as well. been in the NFL since 2015. And, you know, he gives you some depth, you know, maybe a backup piece to, you know, spell um, Alec Pierce on the outside or Michael Pittman Jr. on the outside. He's also a big play receiver. I mean, he is a big body guy, but he's got speed. He still has speed, even though he's going into his ninth season. It's still there. We saw that in, in the OTAs and, and training camp so far. You know, maybe he's a guy that can give you like a 25 yard catch every two to three games. You know, he's just a big play receiver. And I looked up his numbers last year on special teams. Last year, he played 41 snaps on special teams, which doesn't sound like a lot, but for him, it was. Um, he's played 47 total special team snaps in his NFL career. So obviously he hasn't been asked to do a lot of that um, throughout his time in the NFL. But, you know, he took on a different role last year, made the team in Tampa, was, you know, kind of up and down on their roster between the practice squad and the active roster. But when he was up, he played teams and, and you know, again, played um, the, the most amount of special team snaps that he had played in his NFL career last season. So he can do it, and I think he would be willing to do it. Um, so given his experience and given his you know, kind of specific skill set um, and his willingness to play special teams, and he might be a guy that's maybe more in the mix than we're thinking about right now. Matt, I realize, and I, I'm on board with the fact that this, is, this year is Anthony Richardson's team. I mean, the keys have been handed over to him. They're going to start him, and they're going to let him grow, as it should be. Gardner Minshew is an experienced guy. I think we probably only see him on the field if some, you know, if Anthony Richardson were to need a few games rest or you know he gets injured, whatever. And this sounds like a dumb question, no shock. 
But Minshew theoretically would run a different style, perhaps offense, of Anthony Richardson. Does that in any way, shape, or form necessitate for a tweak at the end of the roster to have a player or two that is there that would be applicable if Minshew is having to play in a game versus Richardson? And is it difficult for, say, the line or others to have to kind of know two different schemes, so to speak? Yeah, good, really good question. Um, you know, I think with the mindset that, you know, on August whatever, you know, Shane Steichen announced that Anthony Richardson's going to be our guy not only for week one, but the entire season. Right, so I, I mean, you, so clearly it's his unless something were to come up. I realize that, right? Sure, sure. No, but, I mean, listen, this is the NFL. Stuff happens. I mean, we saw it last year. The Colts made four different uh, quarterback moves, and, you know, that affected the entire roster, you know, from a skill set standpoint, but also just – you know, familiarity and getting up to speed with different skill sets. So, no, I mean, it's it's a really good question. So I, I think initially you build the roster for Anthony Richardson. You know, how do we complement him? How do we get the most out of him and, and get him comfortable as quickly as possible? But I think, to your point, that's kind of what the practice squad is, is for. You know, you look at the slot-wide receiver uh, position. You look at Isaiah McKenzie and Josh Downs. Those are two guys that, you know, play similar um, – positions but they have different skill sets but you know they're kind of interchangeable based on you know where you're at in the field uh, the time and the score of the game right you get what i'm saying there so maybe amari rogers is the backup uh, guy to those players on the practice squad and then if, if one of those guys gets banged up you bring him up um and then if again a knock on wood you know something weird happens with anthony richardson where he can't play and you look at who you're playing that week, and you look at Gardner Minshew's skill set, and you're right, he does play differently. You know, the, the, the game plan on offense would be tailored differently uh, for Gardner Minshew. You know, high completion percentage, you know, in rhythm type of a thrower, intermediate throws, taking what the defense gives them. You know, maybe you move a guy up off the practice squad to complement uh, Minshew that week. So it's always kind of fluid. Um, it's, it's ebb and flow. Um, that's what I think the practice squad is for is to, you know, bank up skill sets and, you know, get more of a look from, from players that you like, that you covet, that you don't want to just, you know, obviously just cut bait with, um, continue to develop in your system. You continue to have an eye on them every single day in practice. So it's a good question. It's a good thought. And, you know, anything with the rookie quarterbacks on the table that that's unfortunately, um, how this goes, you know, a guy that's picked in the top five, he's going to have some, some up and down moments. There's no doubt about that. It's not going to be perfect. And you're right. If if Anthony Richardson is not playing, that means something negative has happened. Either it's performance based or it's it's health. So you always have to have enough players sort of in the bank um, to be able to complement. Um, trying to win football games with a different quarterback if it gets to that point. Again, our coverage will begin tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Uh, it'll be Matt Taylor, Joe Wright, and Jeffrey Gorman once again on the radio call. And then Thursday for the final preseason game, we'll get back to the regular season lineup you will hear uh, on the Colts Radio Network, and that will be Rick Venturi alongside Matt Taylor and Lara Overton on the sidelines for that. Matt, have a great call tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. And uh, we'll chat with you next week from Philly. You got it, guys. Appreciate you. Am I the last guest on the show? You were the last guest in the history of this show. I don't know if that's something you want to put on the LinkedIn profile. I mean, I don't even know what to do. I don't even know how to respond to that. I feel like you guys are 
I feel like the kid that has to pick. Like I get Kevin during the week, I get Jake on the weekend. Typically, like, typically on shows I've been on, Matt. This. Matt, typically on shows I've been on, when we have a last guest, nobody knew it. So oh, well, <laughs> so just, this I'll is a welcome change. Yeah, I'll just disappear into the cornfield, you know, like Field of Dreams, like right. it never happened. <laughs> That's kind of like how the Reds have played baseball here over the last few weeks, Matt. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even the wins are hard, man. Oh, so. brutal, brutal. But hey, yep. Brewers are losing, so clinging to hope yep. here as the Blue Jays come to town. Matey, have a great call, man. All right, boys. Congratulations again. Thank you. That is Matt Taylor on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Should we? Uh, I feel bad. Scotty's with us. Should we do the pop quiz or no? Or should we just? Talk back and forth for our final segment. Scotty, we'll let you make that executive decision. How long is the montage, Mark? Three minutes. And do we have a break left? We have one right here, and then the take last one, right one is the last one. How about this? Let's do Jim Mercer collection tickets on the other side. Scotty, we're going to hold off on the pop quiz. We probably should work here for the final segment. So uh, we will chat us as a trio one final time are we here. giving away tickets here now uh yeah what do you want to do we Call should have J- had a meeting about this jake's favorite <laughs> number is always three right caller sure. three Third. caller three jim mercy tickets one final time floor seats coming up to the collection show what is that two weeks from tonight three weeks from tonight september 8th yeah three weeks from tonight we'll do that next here uh three months whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 7239-1070. We find out the meaning of the song yesterday, and now suddenly it's Mark's favorite hit to spin. I thought it'd be funny to play, considering we were like, oh yeah, it's about bars and closing. Actually, it's about like birth or something, which I've looked at the lyrics. I still don't get how this well, is. Like, I, shout out to Maddie Bow. That's what she was saying. Um, Should be called crowning time, then, if it's called... Okay. Well, I'm just okay. saying. Boy, this 16-ounce PBR looks delicious. Especially after that. <laughs> right. Absolutely delicious. Thank you to Q, by the way. Dropped off. Nice cold, cold 12-pack of PBR. And we'll be at the back nine golf outing in a little over an hour. Jake, as you pointed out, uh, even if you're not signed up to play, just come out. That's right. You can come Hang by. Out with us. Um, sign up for the silent auction items. So, and, and there are a lot of great ones. I mean, Colts items, Speedway-related items. Um, Nobody works on a Friday anyway. Speedway, ton of good stuff. Ton of good stuff. Uh, if you missed it earlier, Mark Dykton put together an incredible montage over the last 21 months, and we will end the show today with that. Think uh, one shining moment for those that missed it earlier. Mark's finest work, which is saying something. That's right. That's right. Uh, big weekend plan for you, Kev? Uh, we are Luke Bryan concert bound tonight. I cannot he... tell you the last time I've been to Klipsch. Now... Is he healthy, though? Yeah, I, I don't want to jinx right? anything. He, hasn't he canceled a few lately? Yeah, Mark, were you calling Maddie a liar by saying no, that? No. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I actually never heard that before. You sure about that? Uh, yeah, he was. I think he was in Cincinnati. What's it called? River Bend. Is that the Cincinnati? Stop. He was supposed to be River Bend last night. And so, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to lie. He's having it's, vocal strains. Uh, he canceled his fourth concert two days ago. Fourth concert in a row. Was that the Cincinnati one? That was. Oh, um, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I'm not really. I'm in it. That for was the, Mississippi. I'm in it for the 
camaraderie and have a PBR on a Friday night on a nice Friday night. Not the biggest Luke Bryan fan. If we'll be totally transparent, I would never disparage the good name of Maddie Bowen. I believe her. No, I just had never sure. heard that I didn't, before. No, I wasn't like that when I saw Ashley last night, Mark. I'm going to remember that one. Uh-huh, Mark, uh-huh. you remember. You and I are staying together. I know. I'm aware. <laughs> you two just... Listen, you don't You don't have Henry Clay here anymore, right? That's a great reference that no one gets. He's the great compromiser. <laughs> Scotty knows what I'm talking about. Henry Clay, the great compromiser. Ran on... Is that our Billy Beer from 1970? Yeah. Ran unsuccessfully for president on a major ticket more than any man in U.S. history. Uh, Corey goes, I'll be working the, the concert tonight. We have not received any word. It has been canceled. Okay, so, good. There you go. And then, obviously, the preseason game tomorrow. So, yeah. How about you? You got anything, Jake? Uh, we are going to see Big Head Todd and the Monsters on Sunday. Man, we're all concert bound. Rock the Ruins. Shannon went to high school with Todd. Really? Yeah. Did he have a big head then? <laughs> no, it, back he wasn't famous yet. Okay. Once he got famous, apparently, very big head. Hmm. Right? Hmm. Now, the Monsters, on the other hand... They apparently were some serious troublemakers. Right? Mark, anything for you, girl? You we guys? are we're going to Jimmy Eat World tonight at TCU, so that should be fun. Your seats in the middle? They are. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? But we're going to do that, and then uh, Saturday, I think we're going to Colts Bears, so should be fun. By the way, I did not get a chance to. Uh, I I did reach out and ask a few people. Um, and I appreciated a year ago during preseason, we did a program where, where people would send me their tickets that couldn't go, and we were forwarding those. Um, one of the schools where I did that a year ago is not yet in session, and the other one, the 100 Black Men, which works with uh, underprivileged youth in Indianapolis in, in mentoring programs, they have not yet started their calendar year of the mentorship. So we will probably try to do that for one more preseason game, but it was too early to do it for this preseason game. Several people had asked, and so I appreciate those the interest there. Um, Kevin, you will inevitably I don't you know, in terms of scoring at our golf outing, you will win, right? <laughs> I yeah, I don't really know how the uh, scoring system works. I mean you're the best golfer amongst anybody, right? I'm just looking to drink a beer and chat with some people. I mean you're a state champion golfer. Mark, are you a good golfer? Uh no. I golf like once a year. Really? Yeah. Sounds like Andy Sweeney's not much of a golfer either. I... And you play golf and you're gonna like it. <laughs> I listen. In terms of you being the dominant golfer on a program, if Andy's not much of a golfer, that continues a tradition because I've never been much of one either. Jake, I will echo something that my dad said to me very early in our relationship of your brain is a filing cabinet. I tend to think of that as a compliment. You kind of open it up, you never know what's going to pop out of there and I think it is made for in my opinion, um a great show. So I'm going to miss that. And I think noon to three is outstanding. Totally get from a station standpoint, uh, putting you in that time slot. But selfishly, uh, I'm going to miss uh, having you alongside me here for these three hours. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun, guys. I mean, no question about it. Um, you know, coming in here, and I, and I, like I said, I've always been appreciative of the fact that the last thing you probably needed was, you know, some 50 year old guy to come in here. But. Um, we've had a lot of fun, undoubtedly. Kevin, it was neat to me that on my 50th birthday, you guys went out of your way to schedule. My, you know, you we did the show during my 50th birthday, and you put together, it was really pretty special to me how you, you guys went back and found people that I grew up with and had them record stuff, which was really cool. We really just wanted um, to get the bingo card filled that day. <laughs> you, you didn't get any audio from Farkas. Um, but, you know, for Kevin, for you to come to my party was awesome. I've had so much fun, I just... For me personally, 
when they came to me noon to three uh, and and threw that at me and to work with Jimmy and to work with you know James and some of the guys we're going to work with, I was excited about that and to not have to get up early. I'm going to be honest. I will miss you guys for sure. And we've had a lot of fun and I appreciate it and everybody that listened. And now, hopefully that means they will continue listening to this station throughout the course of the day as they've done through the midday and will continue to do so. And um, I look forward to hearing Andy with you guys and having fun with it. So it has with, been a lot of fun. I agree with Kevin. Uh, sentiments to moving new. You, you will be missed though. Uh, I've been in radio for nine years and I told Ashley last night, by far this has been the funnest time of my life has been with you two guys every morning. So... Really appreciate it. Going to miss you, Jake, but we will still be co-workers and whatnot. It will. Just, it was always just fun coming in yeah, just on a morning. Don't call me before 11. Enjoy the sleep, and no better way, in my opinion, to end it than this terrific montage from Mark Dykton. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. We asked America. Blank is a show that's both educational and entertaining. I didn't even know the Olympics dated back to 1904. Kevin, they've been doing the Olympics since they were nude guys in Athens. That sounds weird. You want to touch it? Kevin, do not touch that. Nice little oh plop my God. there. See that spoon? Let's see if we can get the plop on the sound effects here. How good are our microphones here? Oh, that was, that was, that was a big right there. Cheers, gentlemen, to potentially Will Levis being the oh, Colts man, quarterback. No. You can't you can't look at it. See you on the other side. Get away from me. You're going to oh, yak. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put some blood in your pencil. Oh, hell. I couldn't care less about the team struggling. I want to kiss you. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Huge yeah. I'm Bernard Ryman, and I'll be back. Now, the big... Somebody please this screenshot Kevin looking at poop on the God. YouTube chat, please. <laughs> that element, that, that's a turd. Let's kick some ass. I'm blowing Mark 43. 43 here. Easy. Not a little not too spread out I'm there. Lo- I love you, Mark Dighton. I got a cramp again. Bobby, come rub this one out of me. Excuse me. Wow. Can we clip that out for you, Mark? Is that how it can go? If you've got problems with your nip, not your nips, that's for sure. I need all the drugs in the world. I'll take Tennessee just because their back's against the wall. But I'll tell you what, man. If Tennessee drops this one, Katie, bar the door. Buttholes. What? Clinching. You gotta be graphic and detailed. It's our Christmas show, and you're dropping (laughs) the bee hole. Can you believe they decided to do away with this program? I mean, come on, what are are we doing here? We have Matt Ryan. Are you going to abandon being a Reds fan? Are you going to abandon following this team? In the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's rare here. Uh, yesterday, did you happen to watch? Uh, I saw the Alpha Hitchcock movie. How's that? Is that okay? That was, that was all right. Yes! Well, have you been to uh, Santiago, Chile? Twice last year. Who's been to Santiago, Chile twice in one year? I've never even been in Jersey! Okay, okay, just take it easy. There are certain areas where you should just simply heed the advice of your elder, of your senior, of your of your leader and captain. And I've told you for weeks on end, this was a terrible idea that was horribly disgusting. Well, I say we end with, with this and you guys can follow me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hold on. Oh, yeah.